0: Good afternoon and welcome to MGO Podcast.
1: Welcome to MGO Podcast 15.4. I cannot believe what Lou Holt said about this podcast. Guys, we are now going to start the podcast. It started.
2: Where's Lou Holtz? What? Where's Lou Holtz? We can't start the podcast without Lou Holtz. I want we've, him right here. Lou Holtz, I'm calling you out. Li- we've literally <laughs> always... Is that your Ryan Day?
1: <laughs> we've we literally always start the podcast with Lou without Lou Holtz. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Holtz has never been a part of what we do here. Well, except that one time.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't was I drunk? I don't remember the Lou Holtz episode. The Rich Rod and and Hulk eras lasted a long time, Brian. And Lou Holtz was here or he was involved? He was, you you needed him around for I support. think Lou
2: Holtz came in for the 2014 Maryland game. Uh. <laughs> anyway. Ryan has no idea what's going Get
1: on. Get right down now. here, Lou Holtz. <laughs> Sponsors, we'd what? like to thank Underground Printing for making this all possible. Check them out at UGBFishingApparel.com. Or check out our selection of shirts on the MGoblogstore.com. We'd also like to thank our associate sponsors, Peak Wealth Management, Matt Demarest, Realtor, and Lendor. 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 <laughs> it, that's it. He's got to be the Lendor now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ann Arbor Elder Law, Michigan Law grad, the Phil Klein Insurance Group, Human Element, Winewood Organic, Signal Wire, and Venue by 4M. We are where we are presently recording without Lou Holtz. For the first time ever. <laughs> All right. Michigan, 31, Rutgers, 7 in the Rutgers-Michigan game. Like, there are some details that change yearly, mm-hmm. but at the end of the game, Rutgers is going to have about 200 yards of offense. Michigan's going to have, like, not enough points to, to really
2: feel I mean, they happy. They 52 last year. Yeah, but that was like Wimsett we throwing a bunch of interceptions. I don't think this was a Rutgers-Michigan game at all. You know why?
1: It was literally a
2: Rutgers-Michigan no, game. No, not. Well, not. It, yeah, but not, it was not the Rutgers-Michigan game that we've been playing on and on again since we, like, decided not to 78 nothing the thing. It was literally 31-7. to J.J. McCarthy kept the ball. Okay. That's on true. zone reads. That's true. Multiple
1: times. Multiple times. That's true. On fourth down. Well, it, it did feel like they took <laughs> Rutgers seriously. They're like, all
0: right. Yeah. Well, it, it the guys it also... are
1: three and zero. We're not going to play anybody all year. Let's take it seriously. Uh huh. Whereas a couple of years ago, this game was just a sludge fest. because yeah. they were just letting Rutgers completely
3: tee off on the backs. Dave. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Not really going to compare this to the twenty-one game in no. any way. No,
1: it wasn't. It was so.
3: There are some details that change, but usually Rutgers ends up with like seven. So four plays into the game, they give up a touchdown. Are you concerned? Last year, earlier this week, you told me that at halftime of the game last year, you were very concerned. Well, they were losing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that was, isn't that concerning that to be was, losing to Rutgers at halftime? Yeah.
3: No. Did well, you did you the, watch the second half?
1: Well, it's more. It was more about like not like I felt Michigan was going to lose that game I just was just like we're losing to Rutgers at halftime this does not feel good for Ohio State feeling projections how'd that go <sighs> damn David's just like
3: <laughs> I'm just saying did that some, like this, what happened to you yesterday you're like because everyone like, is like on Dave. the ledge uh, and I'm like nobody's on the ledge oh people are on the ledge I get texts during games from the scholars? Yeah. No, that's the you. Sklars,
2: the Sklars, I want to point out this week were were completely lovely. There were, they were. no nasty texts whatsoever. Really? They were positive, they were happy, they were good. And they only do it for the bit anyway. Like they that's are... not true. That is That <laughs> is not I don't
3: think that's true. <laughs>
2: that is Well, no, no. A few years ago they started doing, like, the nasty text, and I was like, you guys are too negative. I can't do now, this.
1: Now with you, they're doing the bit.
2: They're, so now it's the, – and then Michigan started, like, losing the but, game, whatever game that was. But in the bit – And then I was like, no, no, turn the negative back on no, again.
3: Okay, so but the –
2: Wait, wait. You asked for the negative the to be bit, turned Yes. The yes. bit
1: is still true. They're just doing, like, WWE versions of their personalities where it's just like, this is who you are, except at maximum, like – Ridiculousness level (laughs) Drama (laughs) I I think Anyway (laughs) Okay (laughs) 31 to 7 We're gonna talk about This football game Not Lou Holtz You guys are always Doing this now You're always like Okay we we gotta talk about Strawberry Shortcake And I'm like No Focus Dave you gotta focus 31 to
2: 7 Was this game Is that true That's correct Okay (laughs) There was only like You know One bad half
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay that one was funny
3: (laughs) That one was legitimately funny. All right, all right, all right, all right. But it was a it was. Are we gonna talk
2: about this football game? <laughs> what football game? Oh my you god! About what, Mr. You, today? what do you, what,
3: <laughs> what half? Because I picked the wrong half? half. Yeah. I was like, oh, he must be thinking. All right. Maybe he like. I <laughs> want both of you to leave the room,
1: and I will tell you when I have completed talking about this game, and then you can come back in.
3: <laughs> Bring up a talking point about okay. this game, Brian. Um. I'm I, I'm worried about Donovan Edwards. Yeah, uh, um, he did some stuff in
1: this game that was like you're a junior in yeah. college. You should not be running outside of a kickout block. Well, yeah. that was one thing, yeah.
2: If there was another one, too, where Keegan was about to like get his block. He's coming off a double, and he's, like, too impatient, and he runs into Keegan. And, like, that was another – it would have been, like, a seven-yard, you know, and it turns into a two-yard because he runs into his own guy.
1: Yeah, and then there was a one where there's an unblocked guy on the edge, Michigan's running duo. They have moved the interior quite a lot. And so if he just runs up the back of his offensive lineman, he's going to get five or six yards
3: instead He goes outside into a completely unblocked guy and picks up one. So my one defense for him is that I've wrote down about four or five times on his section of my notes that they ran into a stacked box. That's okay, And we're not talking about the times when there's just an unblocked guy who makes the
1: tackle. That's fine. We're talking about Edwards leaving yards on the field three or four times in a game
3: where he got. So he had six carries, six carries. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So and there there's like four instances, and
3: there was or five like three at least like, three or four where he ran into a stack box. Okay, but yeah. you can't. But he,
2: and I, I he, was,
1: he left yards on the field on half his carries,
2: that, you over can't. half That's, his carries. I would, I think there were four incidences that I charted or that I like, I saw right, yeah. in the rewatch, yeah, where he did not go in the gap or didn't wait for the gap to form correctly. He just, yeah, he's not. Running into where he's supposed to, he's the kick, not using the, patience. The running not, outside the
1: kickout was
3: the worst.
2: That was, the, yeah, yeah, that was the because one that, that was
1: bad. Yeah, that that play is at least eight yards. Yes, because mm-hmm. ev- everything else about that play is perfect. Yes, they have they have caved in that side of the line. Bredesen's going to get a kickout. It's going to be a big play, and because it's Donovan Edwards, you know he
3: might be able to accelerate past the guy who's supposed to tackle him and hit a home run, and instead he gets all yards. So if the consensus is is that he's most likely not coming back next year. Then he can't be a running back on this team. Can, can like, they draft
2: a, him after what he's put on? Well, I this mean year? that's
3: debatable in terms of like, if, are you drafting him based on what his junior production was, or are you drafting him based on oh this is what we could do he could do in they're our not, offense?
2: The NFL can be silly, but they're not going to draft a guy who's playing the way he's playing yes, right now. Yes, they will. Okay, well, well that's, they'll draft in the second round or yes. late first round. It's interesting
3: that was, this is a debate. He's one of the fastest guys in the country. And he has that receiving skill set. He also mm-hmm. has his sophomore tape, which the, the back half of that tape from Penn State That's on good, was actually yeah. pretty good. And especially when Coram went down, I mean, we thought, uh-oh, what's going to happen when Edwards is the primary back? Yeah. And it turns out it was okay. But my point is, is Better that— Better than okay. I mean, Coram has 21 carries. McCarthy has seven. I mean, Mullings got six all in the last drive, basically. Okay. But and then, and then Edwards had six, and he had two catches. So— you're not taking the ball out of Coram's hands in the backfield. And if he's sort of playing like this and we're a third of the way through the season and you're worried about those sorts of missed cuts and, and not identifying the holes and that sort of thing, then turn him into a gadget guy and use him. I mean, well, throw him, throw slants, throw flares. I mean, they did the, the big play that Rutgers busted on on like the second drive, I think, where they, they, they just ran, ran him across the and yeah. they ran him into the field. No one went with him, and it's like 40, 50 yards.
1: 33
2: they, it's like 40 yards. Who are you, me? They, yes. they, they, they need him to still be a running back to, well, for him to be like as cool as he can be.
4: Yeah,
1: you you need to have that dual threat, and right now he's he looks like a wide receiver playing running back. Yeah. And the regression from the end of last year is pretty alarming. I know that he didn't take contact in the fall. That probably has... But that has nothing to do with reads, does it? Um, I don't know it's like... Reads is a mental thing. Well, I think what happened, like, we, we saw Edwards kind of struggle in the first half of last year, and then he got into a rhythm, and it felt like he was really turning the corner, and maybe it's just, like, you develop this ability, and then you put it on the shelf, and then it's fall, and
3: you're like, oh, I forgot all the Spanish I know. hmm <laughs> I and suppose if you don't have, like, a fall camp or you didn't do anything over the summer. I guess. Does I he mean, play golf? That's that's the only... Oof, man, don't do that. <laughs> <sighs>
2: I mean there was the quote one time where he was just like, This quorum dude like works out way too much. I can't I can't go as hard as him. But Okay, that's, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like, yeah, like you are... Most NFL players are looking
3: at him yeah. being like, Well, he's about to outwork me.
2: He I, I, I'm my guess is that they worked on a lot of gadget things with him and I mean they didn't really focus on like your practice, you're running back in. You
3: can't run outside the force player.
2: Yeah. Unless Yeah, in
3: any I mean, in a punt return you can't do that.
1: You can't like but that's the whole way defenses are structured. Right. And, I, like, we had this dis- – like, he clearly had this discussion with the coaching staff at some point in his first couple of years where it's like, hey, uh, cut out that high school crap. And that was kind of like, all right, well, high school crap.
2: Yeah. That's – it's a little concerning. I think that he could probably just work his way out of it. I think he's probably pressing because he probably did not expect Blake Coram to return this year and he was going to be the feature back and – kind of just, just I don't know needs to like I feel like put some stuff on I, tape feel, right now. I feel like
1: he is not
2: an instinctual runner and
1: if he is the bell cow and he's getting a huge number of carries a game he'll learn from his mistakes and develop back into
3: what he was last year but that's not going to happen because mm-hmm. we I mean, you have like yeah. so I saw him a couple times at West Bloomfield and he wasn't necessarily a running back either of either of the games I went there I mean he did take some balls in the backfield and run but they split him out they threw passes to him he was dynamic in the open field especially when they just get the ball in his hands in space but it wasn't like they lined him up I and mean, they had other guys they gave the ball to and this was like his junior and senior year too so yeah.
2: I, I mean they also had Dylan Tatum that they were trying to like use the running back yeah but so they had they another guy similar, too similar, that, yeah. I can't
3: remember the guy's name I don't think he went anywhere but like Somaj I mean, Morgan
2: yeah no <laughs>
3: um I I just think I agree with Brian that like I think he's a great football player, but I don't think he's a running back. And I and I think that's unless you know next year we need Edwards to be the feature back and we're going to give him fifteen to he's twenty carries, then you got to treat him as okay. How is he going to help us win a national championship this year? Percy and it's, Carvin. And it's probably not going to be running belly. And well counter and I, stuff like that. I it, do think, it's going
1: to be... I do think another cost of all the outside zone stuff that they completely dumped out of the playbook Hooray! Mm-hmm. is like you you, you had your running backs trying to read a bunch of outside zone
2: mm-hmm. instead of running the stuff you're good at. Although, so, yeah, I mean, outside zone is very dependent on the line, the running backs making really good right. <laughs> reads on their lanes. So, so they what just, were they seeing with Edwards at that point? I mean...
3: Hey, at least they have five more games with which they can work this I mean, that's, out. that's really the,
1: like, they had their experiment. It obviously didn't work. Mm-hmm. So now they're, they dumped it, and now they have a month to get things on the right track. Now, I got you guys to focus on this game by complaining. We can move on to the good parts, where <laughs> it looks like Blake Corum is all the way back. We thought that last week. Yeah. This is a much better defense. Um,
3: <clears throat> he was... Well, they ran things that fit him better too
1: well i mean it's just you'd see these edwards runs and then you'd be like ah, man the blocking is questionable (laughs) (laughs) and then quorum would get it get it and he'd get eight yards because he's he's regapping and he's hopping through guys and i i I think he's all the way back i think he's blake quorum again so that's good the offensive line had what is probably going to be an excellent performance Mm -hmm. and when i grade it out they were consistently moving, guys. I saw some errors, mostly in pass protection by the tackles. Yeah, Barnhart
3: had a couple.
2: Well, and him and, and Hinton had, Hint had, and had the sack. Yeah, and
1: they are playing Ladarius Henderson uh, off and on. Very
2: strange substitution pattern. Yeah, he comes in in like the second quarter, and, and then, then he's not there the second half. No, he they brought he him came in. back in. Again. He came back yeah. in. I think on like the. Well, no, I'm saying like when they come back from the beginning of the oh, second yeah. half, he's all. It's, it, it's it almost again. felt like two
3: drives of their starters and then one of Henderson Barnhart, two and one. Yeah, and I do feel
1: like, so going into the season it's like, so we got these four guys the floor is like okay, Carson Barnhart and a transfer who's not that great and we're on the floor.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I had hopes that you'd see Trent a. jones be the right tackle and play very well I had hopes that you'd see Ladarius Henderson be the left tackle and be clearly
2: in front of Hinton mm-hmm. and just establish himself as basically John Runyon. Uh, the thing is, he looks okay in there. He makes a couple of mistakes once in a while when he's not uh, – he I, he just needs reps. Like, I don't think he's played in this offense as much. And, like, if you were going to go with Darius Henderson at left tackle, you should have installed him at left tackle and played the last three games with him at left tackle. And, and not, by now he'd be repped.
1: And not wasted a, a bunch of time on outside zone. Yeah. So the thing – That's that's the craziest thing to me is you, you have three transfers. Yeah. Like, you you can't just be like, okay, we got – Eight guys back from last year's team. We we have all of our base stuff down. Let's see if we can add this. No, you have three transfers who didn't play in the spring. Yeah. And when, now they're here, and you're like, let's try to do something we've never done before and is not suited for
3: either Ladarius Hinton or Miles Hinton. Yeah. I mean, Ladarius Henderson or Miles Hinton. Ladarius Hinton works for that. Yes. both yeah. of them. Yeah. The interesting thing that Craig and I found on our rewatch is that with, this happened with Hinton and with Henderson is that they would i d the guy, and their guy would still make the tackle so you'd get they'd get out and the run block and they'd get out to the to their guy they'd hit him, and then as the runner's going by, the guy would be able to get off the block i mean that's and make the tackle that typical. happened about three three or four times with both or a couple times i think with and that's both a
2: that's a plus two block if you make it and if, if yeah if yeah. you're
1: able to completely shut that guy off, that's plus two okay um. In general, if the defender is willing to give ground, they'll get around you and they'll be able to fall yeah. off and tackle. But they'll, be, they'll have no momentum. They'll be giving up yards after contact. Like To me,
2: that's not so that's unusual. That's not alarming. You guys are a little spoiled by Ryan Hayes because he was good at that. Maybe. Well, it does feel like Ryan Hayes would
1: be an upgrade. Yeah. Like last year's Ryan Hayes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because we're in game four right now. We don't know who the starting tackles are. And it does feel at this point it's like, you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Mm-hmm. So it kind of feels like if you have three offensive tackles, you don't have two.
2: And, like, n- another – I hint did not have a bad game. But he didn't have a good game. Yeah, <laughs> And Henderson didn't have a bad game when he was in there. But he didn't have a good game either. We're, did this, we practice this before? This. <laughs> did we, like, plan this you out? you guys playing yeah. ping pong over here? No, but no, that's what we're saying, that, like, we're, we're at the floor. We're at – but the floor is not terrible. No, it's, it's just – it's just, ah. But, like, they got. <laughs> they, okay. So this time they put a 93 instead of a 53 on Trento Jones. Yeah. So why? Because he's, now he's technically he's eligible. He's eligible. You can throw they wanna, him a pass. Yeah. Which which would be, I mean, it's going to be glorious when they finally do throw a pass to one of those guys in the 90s. But that's the that's the point.
3: Because there are plenty of targets to go around on this team. Anyway.
2: I got to throw it to him once. Yeah. Yeah, but he's
1: out there. <laughs> On the 10 OL l play, you've got to throw it to Trenta. All right,
2: if they go 10-0-L, I'm in. He, he's out there. He gets a blitz from, uh, from the, the, the hybrid safety, right? And he just mirrors that guy.
1: Uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore.
2: <laughs> it's not like agility is the Man, problem. We can't there. talk
1: about this. We can't talk about Lou Holtz. Well, it's just, it's just like everything you, is you, limited. No, stop. <clears throat> so I, I just I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but I just don't get the Trent A Jones story at all. Uh-huh. So,
2: yeah, I think everyone is agreeing with you. This is one of those things we can't answer. Someone from the program in 10 years is going to be like... Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, he uh, he's always talking about spoons, and Harbaugh thought it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust that guy. He's always like, oh, I got my favorite spoon, and I got my second favorite spoon, but the third favorite spoon, I got to wash.
3: That's what's going to happen in 10 years. Okay. All right, I don't want to talk about spoons anymore.
2: Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh. JJ? Yeah, we haven't even brought him up. <laughs> so had some questionable throws. Yeah, the first two throws are just in- inaccurate. Right. And then he throws he throws at Barner, who's super covered. Mm-hmm. Um Barner, so he, I thought that was the right throw. He was the no. records was had, had good coverage. No. And he they had, had outside leverage. They had they had Roman Wilson on a crossing route against man coverage. Yep. Oh well yeah. That they
1: found that a few more times in this game. Well, that was that was after they'd found it, and it was. Yeah. Uh, I was just like,
3: why are we throwing to that guy <laughs> who's yeah. super cuffer? So he yeah. had. So this was. It started poorly. Yeah, but then I thought he pretty much. Yeah, got he, back to he, what he leveled out. He was supposed to be after in the first they threw r- a tunnel screen to Samaj
1: Morgan. When's the last time they threw a wide receiver screen? I, I, I Was mean, it, like, against Hawaii last year? The, the you add, if you go to
2: tunnel screen, it's Tunnels, probably 2014. I have no idea. 2014. It's, like, pre-Harbaugh. I have not seen them thrown on a tunnel screen in years. That's a pretty good sign for Samaj Morgan, though. If they're like, ah, we've got to put in a tunnel screen for this guy. Yeah.
1: So,
3: and then he catches the back shoulder fade yeah, while I mean, being interviewed with. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. The only thing is he's, he's a little small. He's a lot small. He's a lot small. He's a wee fella. He's a gnome. No, (laughs) no, the word on, you can't tell us that we need to stay on, on game when you're bringing up gnomes. I'm
2: referencing, I know he's, he's referencing his reference to gnomes in the last podcast. But see, he
3: came over after that and talked about gnomes again and, and, and explained the complete difference. So now Craig can identify gnomes. Dwarfs.
2: He and asked. Hobbits, all right, I think. we're gonna go. We're gonna find a and D so. group, and you can roll a gnome, and you can get all this out of your system. Why would that get it out of my system? Because <laughs> you just have
1: no. So
5: JJ right had now. six
2: incompletions. <laughs> the first two we talked about.
3: Now we're back to the normal stuff, where, where he's getting us back on track. He had, <laughs> he had two that he kind of like forces to CJ which I think were CJ's only two targets one was like a dig right, that so one I of not he, he throws it,
2: I thought he threw it high CJ's coming back to the ball which is where he should be coming based off of the leverage he had
1: yeah it was a bad throw yeah was so was
3: he open ish
1: enough yeah. like it was, so it was, it's was,
3: worth making that throw it was outside the frame of his body
1: yeah I think it was max pro so I think there's only two guys in the route and okay. possibly a running back leaking out yeah yeah didn't really have uh, Wilson was bracketed yeah so that's the throw. It's just gonna happen when you have two guys
3: in around. Yeah, I mean but that's the throw and he just didn't And play then the they right th- spot. threw an out on like the first play of the second half. That was way, way wide, yeah. Yeah. But he wasn't open on that either. I didn't think. No, not really. I mean it's maybe an NFL throw or whatever, but
2: like. I, I... This is the first time we've played a team that I can actually, like, cover, cover a little somebody. Bit. Yeah. Except for no one could keep up with Roman Wilson. Wow. Well, well, that's going to continue to that's, be Yeah. And that, I mean. Especially because they're using that
1: fast motion. uh uh-huh. Where he's already at full yeah. flight on the snap. Uh-huh. And then
3: he's running a crossing route. And it's like, if you're in man coverage, game over. Yep. Yeah. See ya. That is delicious. And then his other two <laughs> are, he has to, he the Barner one you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then another one where, yeah, I think there's only two or two-and-a-half guys in the route, and he's getting a little pressure around the end, steps up, and kind of flicks it to the corner with Wilson. I thought that was a great throw, and I thought Wilson lost it. Mm, like, cause you he,
1: mean, like, lost where the ball was in the air? Yeah. He's actually looking over his outside shoulder, and then he's, he stops, and he looks inside. And I think if Wilson continues looking over that outside shoulder, that is an easy adjustment that pulls him away from the coverage mm. under pressure, and that's a touchdown. Yeah. Like, I thought— I thought that was a great decision under pressure and Wilson yeah.
3: just didn't track it. I, I That that could be. So that's it, though. That, so he was 15 to 21 yeah. after starting, what, 0, 0 for 2? Yeah. And then, I don't know, I didn't like a couple of those mill throws. But... Um, And he's got, like, 200-plus yards, and granted, there's some, like, runs after the catch and all of that,
2: but... What would you guys think of the throw to Loveland that Loveland brought? I mean, I thought it was a gorgeous throw, and that he was reading that he had the room to throw it, and then the argument was, like, oh, no, is that an interceptable ball? Because he throws it on inside after Loveland kind of... You mean the long one? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a gorgeous throw. interceptable ball? The safety was coming over, and the safety was watching Loveland a little bit, and he actually throws it so hard the safety doesn't even get there in time. Yeah. And Loveland, Loveland, goes Loveland up lays and out it.
3: and catches. The only I, be- the only better th- catch I saw by a tight I, end was number 88 for Notre Dame, who, like, one-hand spears <laughs> that ball yeah. over the middle of <laughs> the yeah. yesterday.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I, my argument was that it was a great throw and that he knew he could fit it in if, there.
3: If you were hitting Colson Loveland in
1: the butt zone, uh-huh. that's a great throw. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, no one else is getting to that ball. All Right? Right. Because Loveland is high pointing a ball and he's six foot five with crazy long arms. It doesn't matter. Okay. So You're... shut up, Gabe. We're done with that one. <laughs> 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 all right. So Seth is working out his personal bandettas <laughs> on our podcast.
2: <laughs> Very good use of everyone's time. I mean, you guys are all like, hey, I'm talking to Craig. I'm watching this guy. I was watching the game with my brother, and he was, this is this, this, his opinion. Isn't so... he a is Sparty? No, this is not the Sparty. He, this is the one who went to Western. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you need a flow trap? The other one's a Sparty. Seth's yes, family. I
1: do. I do. I, actually,
2: don't give me one. So, I know you will. I, I, I thought, You'll again.
1: go into Illustrator and you'll be like, okay, this guy's got a shield and this guy's a sign. <laughs>
2: <laughs> So did the cyan work? <laughs> yeah. I think it did. I I, I think so. I mean, I, I think the first two throws are probably like, hey, you Seth. You want to see cyan? <laughs> There's... <laughs> There's your sign. Eat it. <laughs> but I also gave him a star. So then he's just like, okay, uh, here's my star. All right.
3: Yeah. Uh, and then of course he kept the ball several times. Well, I was gonna. Before we get to the running okay. part of it, the flea flicker. Yeah.
2: That one cool every play. game.
3: Yeah, but that wasn't a typical flea flicker. And Rutgers looked like they were ready for it. You know what that play is from? Who? Super Tecmo
2: Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I think you're it right, actually yeah? is. Um, I'm the weird kid. I actually had like the first Madden instead of Tecmo Bowl. I had to come to Tecmo Bowl like much later. Wow! Yeah, so Tragic story. the
3: two yeah. receivers downfield are both covered because yep. you can see as the play is developing, you're like, "Oh, they have this! Like it's they they have it covered mm. on that." But then Loveland does an amazing job of selling that because I went back and watched that in slow mo because I wanted to see how did he get so open and he's actually blocking and blocking and blocking almost until I think it was Edwards that pitched it back to McCarthy, yeah. and then he releases. So I mm-hmm. wonder if there's like a like a he's supposed to count to like. Four, three, or something, and then go because he times it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. it's just wide I mean, it's,
2: open. I mean the the base play. If you take out the flea flicker and all the motion stuff like that, the base play is a tight end delay. And that play, you know, remember we used it against Nebraska a bunch of times uh, in uh, was a twenty one. That, but that's over the middle. It's a great play because right? defenses they have uh, their reads are like, is the tight end staying in? Okay, if he is, I'm allowed to go and do that's going to be
1: the Trent A. Jones catch, a
3: wide delay. Yeah, because they'll be like, "Oh, this guy's an offensive lineman." I just kind of want to see Trente running down the sideline,
2: high pointing a ball. Yeah, get that, get that diamond up. Trente Jones wheel route. I would <laughs> Trente Jones wheel route off of a flea flicker. I would lose you, my mind. So you absolutely <laughs> just be done with football. <laughs> you That's know, it. I'm out. <laughs> you know <laughs> the greatest way. And the, Zach Zinner just walks <laughs> off the is, field.
1: The best part like, is you know that Zinner and Keegan have proposed this <laughs> already. <laughs>
3: They're like, Sharon, we got something for
4: yeah. you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he looks at it and he's like, wow, even I didn't come up with that one. <laughs> uh, so all right, so we, we can go to the, the run game. Right. Tomorrow. So third and one,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, we get a JJ keep for 17 yards or so. And then there's a subsequent third and one that uh, Colin on Twitter – Called out. Brian's going to talk about this. I am going to talk about it. <laughs> so they get a chunk play on another third down. Because guess what happens? The run, the Rutgers guy on mm-hmm. the backside has to check JJ on a belly play. Yeah, and that was fourth and one, I think. Wasn't? No, it? that second one was the second one.
2: Was no, the fourth and one was when he keeps, and then after that. They have yeah, a third and one. one, and he hands it to Quorum, and the guy stops. Oh, I see. I see. And Quorum has the room to just run inside of him right. because they're checking JJ. I mean, that gotcha. was going
1: to be a conversion either way, but instead of two yards, Michigan got like eight or nine. So, <clears throat> and I thought that was about
3: right for how much JJ should keep the ball. Also, he got out of bounds every time. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: He got a bunch of yards, and then literally turned 90
4: degrees. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, All right. <laughs>
2: We're good that one and was saw the Rutgers safety he has been like can I get it one time a rucker safety like just managed to get the Hit in before he gets out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's like ah finally I get <laughs>
3: He also had he also had four scrambles that I had him. I charted down mm-hmm. um, And three of them were good one of them got called back because of a penalty. Yeah, um, and then the first one where he I can tell if he gets sacked Or he gets back to the line, but I thought that he made a late decision and if he steps up, is like third and what, five, six, something like that. He steps up in the pocket as soon as the rush gets to the level of the line where you can see that they're going to go by him. Yeah. And he waits a beat and then steps up and then decides, oh, I don't want to get too close to the line. So I'm going to fade to my right to try to throw it. And he gets grabbed. If he just breaks right away out to the left, I think he's got a first down.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to necessarily encourage him to be more uh, willing to leave the pocket.
3: But – I think that was the the third run that I or yeah the third run that I had w- for him was the one where they go play action on first down he gets back the right tackle has pushed his guy deep so the right side of the field just opens up pulls it down yeah. and Chuck and
1: leaves for about had, twenty it was yards.
2: Jones actually, who pushed I think they hurt. had a
3: spy on that play and he just
1: went with the crossing route or I guess he must have been a robber because if he was a spy he's not going yeah. to crossing route. Yeah, but like when
3: you see that like that's the play. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your throw is, unless it's like a guy walking into the end zone. Well, I mean, I th- it's 20 yards. I
1: think this might have been the first time that we saw an o- the opposition play any appreciable amount of man coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, Bowling Green's not going to man up on Roman Wilson. Like. <laughs> well,
2: I mean, is anyone? <laughs> should
3: well, it, Should anyone, Brian?
2: you played a lot of man coverage, but we saw what happened in that game. Well, what they, well. What they did is they would have eight guys cross the line of scrimmage and yeah. on play
1: action there's two guys back so. right
2: right that's it, it, it they were playing cover zero but this is Rutgers this is how they play and they usually have the guys that do it like you know Max Melton is a pretty decent cornerback uh, uh, Igman Noson is not as good as his brother but he's a you know pretty decent coverage guy and they manned up I think a couple of times when he went to go scramble just I they don't show it on the on the review but I but I remember not seeing anybody open like they just <laughs> Manned yeah,
1: up. man, going from uh CBS to a couple weeks of Big Ten network was rough. Uh-huh. Cuz CBS is like, "Would you like an all 22 of every single play?" And I'm like, "Yes, I would." And BTN is like, "We don't have the replay." I, <laughs> no, it's do you, too hard.
2: Do you I you want to see your interaction with Jake Bud on online asking him like, "Can you talk to your directors?" <laughs> what did he say? He gave me a, a he gave me a like on the the thing and, well, then, took, and then took the like off. I would, I would... <laughs> I would, I
1: would, I would like to see something. Ha- what like what happens when JJ decides to scramble? I want to see what's going on downfield. Mm-hmm. Although my favorite thing is when. <laughs> what game was I watching? I th- it was probably, I think it was Arkansas, LSU. And, and so there's like, ah, oh, the quarterback couldn't get the ball out and gets scrambles and gets three yards. And they show the downfield replay and it's like, nobody's open. And there's a guy right in the middle of the field who's wide open.
2: I, that's, I mean, that is, that's just all football. Like also, whenever they show the replay, the announcer can be like, nobody's open. Great coverage downfield. And there's a guy just breaking really wide open.
3: We had that game on for pretty much its entirety and, and. It felt like on every play, regardless of who had the ball, somebody was open.
2: Yeah. Like, huh.
3: there were so many wide-open big jump plays in that game. Yeah the, yeah, the Arkansas tight end must have a cloak again. I was going to be like, how is this? <laughs> this is his third time. He's just running behind everyone. Who's he, Jeremy Gallen? One of them was, was actually a really nice design,
1: but the other ones were impossible. All right, do we have any other offensive takes? Yes, I do. Max
2: Bredesen. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I've been <laughs> I've been say, saying this for weeks now He's I I think he had the block of the week on the play that Edwards did not go outside because he's coming around on that well, double I can't, I can't grade that I know <laughs> I can't because I don't know what happens if Edwards goes inside I, I mean I, I have well, an it's, inkling it's one of those plays where normally he's coming it's it's I called it the double split zone I don't know whatever you want to call it but like it's basically yeah. the playing counter with two with two tight end, or with a receiver the, and a tight end two guys come across yeah it's yeah. essentially it, power yeah, yeah it is. They haven't, but normally both those guys are coming across looking for kickouts. His guy is going to come inside of him. He reroutes and then hits the guy so hard that he falls oh, down to talk- yards. We're
1: talking about that. We're talking about different place. Okay, yeah. Um, but yes, I I did pick up on that one, and he's been excellent all year. A, a huge step forward from last year because yeah. last year he'd make some contact and fall off a little bit. This year he's making contact, being sticky and moving guys. Yeah, and. Yeah, I I and Barner has been very, very good on the ground too. So yeah. and the, I think they're giving him uh, a little bit of a of a bone 'cause it's like, Yeah, you can have a four yard pass. There you go.
3: <laughs> a, ball, little, a, a little <laughs> a little flare out to
1: the yeah. sideline. Yeah.
2: Well, and then he turns a four yarder into a six yarder and make yeah. sure he gets that first down. A J yeah?
1: AJ Barner can have a, a four yard pass as a treat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he he deserves one butt zone throw in the, in the end zone now. He's pretty tall. Well, that's yeah. what they tried to do. Yeah, it's possible.
3: That's why they was like, all right, well, yeah. this guy, we got to get him a touchdown. You've like, been blocking better in the last few weeks.
1: Yeah. You get a seam route. Yeah. Well, he, he he was plus two in the first one, and I was like, I don't know about this. And then since then, he's been
2: lights mm-hmm. out.
3: So, so Doer on Twitter was going through the game, and did he clip the the Loveland route before that catch the layout catch uh-huh. did you did you see the route he ran where he like steps to the outside and like yes. just wrong foots the safety yes. cuts back inside and you're just like wow you're a tight end
1: yeah no you're not <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to be a tight end on this team now we got two of them yeah he can just be like a wide receiver he can be Ronnie Bell he's like the wide receiver who can block a bit are you telling Jim Harbaugh he's allowed to play three tight ends at a time now?
3: Well, it, you just call him a tight end so that Jim's happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to guess on what their uh, first down passing percentage in the first half was? Thirty-nine uh, percent. Uh, close. They were four of twelve, so thirty-three percent. So it's it's come down remarkably from the first couple of weeks where they were over sixty. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Like, you want, you know, like I'm sure
1: it'll pick back up. Once teams are getting super nosy, but Rutgers was not like Uh, Rutgers was, they filled the box a few times. They did, but they they bring a safety down. Yeah, but they weren't nearly as like run blitzy as ECU was or Mm -hmm. well, but that might've
3: been some of the most aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) So are we done now? (laughs) We can be done now.
2: Did you notice that Rutgers, I I didn't notice them on on, on, on the field, but like I'm a, Tape it comes off really loud. So, Rutgers has like someone yelling "run pass" uh-huh. with like a hell sound. It's like <laughs> run, like it's great. All well, right, we're, we're gonna,
1: gonna take a break. Come
2: back and talk about the defense. <laughs> Want the perfect game day outfit? Underground Printing has unique, great-fitting U of M apparel and officially licensed apparel from legendary Michigan names like Woodson, Howard, Ufer, and more. UGP also specializes in custom printed apparel and promotional items for groups, events, and businesses. Whether you need one shirt as a gift or 1,000 shirts for a charity walk, Underground can customize almost anything for groups large or small. To learn more, visit Underground Printing at one of our three convenient locations around Ann Arbor or online at undergroundshirts.com. It's painless. It's online. It's group ordering made easy for your next custom printed apparel order. Pogo from Underground Printing will save you time and hassle. Whether you're selling shirts for a fundraiser, organizing a large event, trying to collect sizes and payments for a family union... Or, you know, ordering a whole bunch of shirts with your Kickstarter. Underground Printing is here to help. Save time and hassle every step of the way with their easy-to-use site. No more guessing what to order. Chasing people down to pay. Wasting time trying to sort out the order. They'll set it up. You can just sit back and relax. They'll even take care of individual shipping. To learn more about Pogo, visit them at any of their convenient locations or at pogo.undergroundshirts.com.
5: Hey, it's Nick Hopwood, Certified Financial Planner, Founder, and President at Peak Wealth Management. Check us out at peakwm.com slash mgoblog. When you're watching the game, everyone knows what the score is. But you might be at halftime of your career. Do you know what the score is? Are you winning? Or do you need to play catch-up? If you're behind in the second half of your career financially, we may need to run a hurry-up offense like John Navarre in the 2003 game at Minnesota or run a three-quarter court press after a made free throw like Coach Howard likes to call. My team of CFPs at Peak Wealth Management are here to help you understand what the score is and what you need to do to win. Your spreadsheet doesn't tell you the score like we can. If you're going to spend all your free time watching replays of the 2021-2022 Ohio State Games on repeat, you need to outsource your financial planning and investing with us at peakwm.com slash mgoblog. At Peak, our goal is to help you retire with peak confidence.
4: The
3: only thing we can be sure of about the future is that it will be absolutely fantastic. I'm thinking of the incredible breakthrough made possible by developments in communications.
1: Arthur C. Clarke's 1964 vision is now reality with SignalWire, a cloud platform that enables developers to build the applications that will reshape the future of communications.
3: These things will make possible a world in which we can be in instant contact with each other, wherever
0: we may be.
1: You can add cutting-edge, real-time video and audio to any
6: product, website or Application with APIs and SDKs for developers of all skill sets. SignalWire is optimized for high quality and low latency communication
1: functionality. For video, voice, and text messaging capabilities.
3: Almost any skill could be made independent of distance. Men will no longer commute, they will communicate.
1: See for yourself at SignalWire.com. Use code 2021 and receive $25 in developer
3: credit. Go to SignalWire.com. SignalWire Communications OGs, original geeks of
4: programmable communication education.
1: baby shower here at venue but there is a band outside playing to a crowd of 12 to 15 people got some beverages out there possibly of the alcoholic variety some excellent food so brunch at venue on sundays you might even see us podcasting but please don't knock on the glass we're like fish all right, defensively, there is the 60-some-yard slant touchdown on which Mike Sandra still gets shook, and then Rod Moore takes
2: a tackle that's just like, I'm very rusty. Uh, and- all right, so he doesn't get shook. I think he just slipped. Yeah. He has McGregor dropping out into, like, uh, amoeba zone. So he actually has help inside. Uh you know, he's still going to get knocked because he wasn't there to be on the tackle. But, like, McGregor's supposed to drop a little bit further back. He almost touches it. And then, McGregor yeah, if, is if you miss that, is supposed to make the stop, and it's, you know, a 10-yard pay, play.
1: Well, even if he doesn't make the tackle, he's got to delay the guy enough so that other people can rally. He just right. has, like, a minus four air ball. Yeah. Um,
3: <clears throat> but, of course, he hasn't played this year yet. So. so that we talked about this. I'm interested in your take about is so then Moore gets benched after that. And, and your boy Quentin Johnson Plays pretty dang well Right. Speaking of science but, but, but wait a minute I get that Okay you made a massive screw up And that led to a really long touchdown But isn't the thing that Rod Moore needed More than like learning not to do that Is reps It Since he hasn't played Since well, the TCU game He came back later in the game Right and But at that point the game is functionally over no, he came back in the first half He did Yeah Okay so, game was still over, but whatever. I think when you make a mistake like that,
1: it's natural to be like, "All right, sit down, calm down." Mm-hmm. We'll put you in a little bit later, but we're gonna.
3: Normally, I would agree with that, it. but he's had three weeks to do. That. I
2: whatever. I this program is going to reward you if you're playing well. Quentin Johnson gets in there and played well. He did. So he came cool. down on a, a third and short and popped mm-hmm. a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he had a pass breakup or something yep he had a pass yeah breaker. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean he was over that tight end the whole way they probably shouldn't have thrown it at him but it was like great coverage there he also had a blitz that ended up being a zone read where he had to set up and forced it inside and you know michigan swallows the running back which is something Macari page did not do so he also busted an edge but he had
3: outside contain and let i think Wimset
2: that was what play I was talking about. So he comes in, and he is now the, the, the guy being red. We're Michigan talking about slanting. Page now, right? Page, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was talking
3: about Quentin Johnson. I, didn't, I thought we were talking about Quentin Johnson. I didn't notice him blow an edge. I knew
1: oh. like there was the play on which... Um, it was in the second we'll, half. It was late. Well, there was, the early run that got called back on holding was pretty fortunate because I thought I Stewart... Stewart got himself in that, that jam. Yeah, and then yeah. the guy doesn't let go, but... I thought that was real ticky-tack. Uh-huh. And then Johnson is also not filling. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the edge issues, and then I forget what the other one was.
3: Well, but I didn't more was got edged. Yeah, it was more, yeah. Uh-huh. At least once. I mean, all, most of the edging was early, like in the first couple of and drives. The the page blitz, is, you're, you're right,
1: is yeah. like when you're blitzing like that, you got to go inside out.
2: Yeah. I mean, outside it. Uh, yeah. So yeah. You, you cannot get edged. You can't let... You can't right. give up your edge around and we, time. And we
1: saw uh Braden McGregor do that, I yeah. think, in the first or second game where he's coming in on on unblitz, on and so what you do is you basically run through the quarterback to the running back. Yeah. And you don't know, just blow up the running back and then Wimsett's like,
2: Hello, I yeah. can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, the if you're gonna be there you have to make the read hard. You cannot make the an easy read. And I, he took his eye off the ball and decided the running back was getting the ball. It's something that I saw Jalen Harrell do before this program probably doesn't practice a lot of zone reads (laughs) well also
1: i mean it's a safety yeah so when it's mcgregor and mcgregor is frequently an unblocked defensive end against zone reads like i got this but a safety on a blitz sometimes you know you just haven't repped it enough yeah so that's no big deal like other than Wimset getting the edge a couple of times and having another couple nice runs, which is going to happen against any functional quarterback run game. Pretty much the only other way Rutgers moved the ball was when Wimsat was visited by the ghost of Trevor Simeon <laughs> and became an unstoppable throw god for about half a drive. And that was like two throws.
3: It was four throws.
2: Well, and I mean, Michigan was playing One of them college. was out of bounds.
3: One of yeah. them was. The other one was very close to being out of bounds. Right. And so... That was
1: yeah. There's also Michigan playing deep thirds against Rutgers. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. What are we?
2: We're practicing against Ohio State. Yeah. And but but it he, was 14 to seven at that point, and Rutgers goes on a drive, and it's like, hey guys, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not. I was
1: real thrilled with playing super off coverage against basically anyone except Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they need to work on that because even if you are playing a deep third, that hitch. Sh- Needs to be defended.
2: Yeah, and I, you saw Wallace do it twice. You saw um, Will John- John- Johnson. Will Johnson do it once, and they they didn't drive. So like, when you see that guy hitch up, you're still responsible for him underneath. You have to drive on that. Yeah, right. Your your deep job is done, and now you now the play is beneath you. And they're still they take a step back when the ball is in the air, and it's, it's weird that they're doing that after we've been playing cover three as long as we have now. I, I mean, guess Jeff for, Wallace is still new to it. but Well, Wallace isn't new to anything, but he isn't yeah. doing
1: something that maybe he wasn't doing last year. And Will Johnson has probably not had a ton of reps recently.
3: Right? <laughs> he's, a, so, he's in the Rod Moore role.
2: Yeah. So here we are, Big Ten season starts, and we're just talking about rustiness in the secondary because no one's played. Yeah. Well, if you look at the next two games
3: in the schedule, it should calm your nerves. So uh, after the the more bust is the the first drive and then the the penalty is the second drive and they can't get the first down the third drive they actually put together and that one was until they got to i want to say michigan's 30 35 ish was the backup dt's it was good and benny the whole way Uh and when you watched grant and jenkins it was very different
1: so yeah, the fourth down stop is mostly Jenkins
3: just absolutely blasting through a gap. Right, uh-huh. but they but they got yards on the ground because on some of those reads, the DTS and I have even McGregor on the one play. It was McGregor and both the backup DTS of Good and Benny all got like shoved down the line. So I think Wimsett goes outside, comes back inside to the middle, and there's nobody there. And Good so is. Good got sealed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good got sealed the other on the... All right, I'll I'll save Okay.
1: So I think that might have been either a trap or or midline or something. It looked like they were expecting Michigan's defensive tackles and ends to get upfield, and they had a a good plan for it. And that's going to happen sometimes. Mm -hmm.
3: Right, but my point was that they didn't drive the field against Michigan's A defensive line. Right. Like, it was their backup DTs. And when you get Graham back, and all of a sudden, now the backup... You can rotate three guys in. You're always going to have sort of fresh guys. And, I mean, I don't think we're going to see Cam Good a whole lot against Penn State and Ohio I mean, you State.
2: are because Mason Graham's injured. Well, if he, unless he's back by that point. He I mean, will be back. in like six or seven weeks. Harbaugh said that he might miss one more week and then he'll be back. Okay. He's going to
3: have a club. Okay. But he'll be back. Right. So, yeah. good. So, against the teams that they're, you know, you're, some of the playing time we've seen in the this last month is going to dwindle for a number of these players when we start playing the two or three games that
2: yeah. we're all prepping. For. I, I really think I would love to have Bram against Nebraska because of the way they're playing right now, but like the, the, the triple option stuff would be Graham would slaughter that thing. Wow. And that's the problem with uh you know, Benny's got some athleticism. Ben's got plenty of athleticism. Yeah. He just And good is that's just his problem. He just does not have the acceleration. So like the reason he gets jammed there is that they kind of flip the direction he has to go and yeah, sure whatever. but yeah. when Grant and Jenkins are in I'm just kind of like okay
3: feel yeah. free yeah yeah and so there's things Michigan needs to work
1: through but one thing that I thought really stood out is I thought we got maybe the best linebacker game
3: in a minute here yeah because Hausman definitely had some plays I mean Hausman
1: yeah. there's a I think it's a quarterback stretch that Rutgers is running and Hausman gets there takes on a lead blocker and blows him up yep and mm-hmm. then makes the tackle and then we saw Mike Barrett look like a fully actualized inside linebacker in two or three different plays where he's taken on lead blockers. There's one where he runs up into an offensive lineman and it's like, all right, cool. He's, he's neutralized that guy's momentum. That's a pretty good play. And then he just chucks him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, who – who is
2: that? <laughs> I I mean, remember he, when he was a viper who like couldn't play inside linebacker? I mean, this has been the running gag for a while in UFRs. <laughs> whenever I chart him, because like he is a linebacker the way that like a Glasgow is a walk on, or, or, or like or, you know like, we sorry he is a viper the way that Glasgow's right. are walk ons. Like we he is long since passed that, uh, that that thing. He's still kind of a small linebacker though, so that is another level, but
0: of.
1: I mean, he's a yeah. dude, and then Coulson had a couple of nice plays, too. I, and I don't think there was very much that you could pin on them from the run game. I, I didn't see a whole lot that I was like, ah, that's a linebacker no. issue. No. I nope. mean, there weren't a lot of holes, and a lot so of them your, were... Your yeah. preseason theory was that, like, Chris Partridge was a big upgrade as a linebacker's coach. And I'm like, well, maybe.
2: Yeah. I I mean, we're seeing it all of these guys. I mean, we don't, Houseman, was Houseman you know, he was a freshman at Nebraska last year, but Coulson... it's just not making mistakes in the run game.
1: Well, that's nice.
2: And I do want to caution again. Their biggest issues were hole coverage, zone 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 coverage. And one thing that Rutgers was not going to do was have Wimsatt sit there and, you know, read and throw in the middle. When he was throwing, he was throwing at the sideline, and it was very simple Who's going to do that in October? Well, not Nebraska. Uh,
3: Jeff Sims will. He's not he, their quarterback anymore. Anyway. Well, I know, but if they put
1: him in, he will definitely throw over the middle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> is, 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 right. is Minnesota going to do that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Manis is is experienced. The, they got Span Ford, so they'll probably try to hit him a bit.
3: Like, and I, then I you're down to like Michigan State.
2: I mean, Indiana. The, the Penn State game is going to be where State. We're the road for that. Yeah, yeah. That, I, is, that is the are, are the linebackers much improved, especially Colson much improved in zone coverage. He's got the athleticism to do it. It's just it, they didn't have it last year. And it doesn't seem like it'll take that much to get him there. Because it's it's not like he was have, have whole he it's not like he was having like junior and college problems last year. He, yeah. he was having freshman and college problems. He was having like okay, that's how a linebacker in high school plays problems. So I think that you can get him there and we just don't know. I, you can't tell against Rutgers. You can't tell against... That Golden is the Green, one... UNLV and ECU.
3: Negative about playing kind of teams like this is that you you don't know how good you really are. You're not making a mistake, but right. like you're playing in the shallow end of the pool the whole time, so...
2: Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he does have a game where he's just like... A man in zone coverage, like that's a star player. Yeah, he is exactly what we were hoping. I'm just waiting on that because, like, we haven't seen a very crucial part yeah. of the game. It's like this quarterback can probably throw.
1: Uh, we've gotten this. <laughs> we've gotten this far in the podcast, and we haven't discussed uh, Mike Sanderson actually dump trucking Colson <laughs> after intercepting a ball. I, I had no idea what happened on that play. I was like, "Oh, is incomplete?" Or he, yeah. he caught it and it was tackled. And then all of a sudden, Sanders running with the ball, and I was like,
3: "What happened?" I, I thought that that's where you were going when you were talking about the good linebacker play, where we you're like, man, Colson really hit Sainer still hard there. He almost wrapped him up and brought him down. He, uh, it's, and like, Sainer still was like, no, I'm going to flip you over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he jumps the route. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing about that is like... The thing about it is Will Johnson is going to make that
1: tackle. Exactly.
3: There's two or three guys right there and the ball gets thrown into this mass, right? And Sainer still just kind of wins a little bit of a tug of war and gets there and... Then everyone's like, "Oh, it's incomplete," and literally stops playing. And he's like, "But I have the football, <laughs> so
2: Grant. I'm going to keep running." Except Kenneth Grant, right. he's like, "I'm going to get downfield and make some blocks."
3: Kenneth Grant's like, <laughs> "In a couple years, I'm going to have to run the forty at the NFL Combine, and oh, let me show you guys a preview." Oh man, can, I am not. Imagine I, if you're Gavin Wimsatt <laughs> and
2: you're like, "All right, I'm going to, I got to track this down," <laughs> and, and then this guy in your way is Kenneth Grant. <laughs> And he's, he, he's got freaking long arms, by the way. So he is like, literally built like an offensive lineman. And it, yeah, that was some. That he's, was some he's running like
3: the <laughs> Georgia defensive tackle from a couple of yeah. years ago. Yeah, I was, I was, like, I was it
1: was like watching a, uh, the when the in the Big Ten championship game when McCarthy caught up to Corum. Yeah, <laughs> it, just was just like, <laughs> it was like, how is that possible? And that was that was my like, what is going on? This man is going at this speed. Yeah. <laughs> and to to go back to something we talked about earlier in this segment, man, Brad McGregor's got to be pretty frustrated because he's always dropping out uh-huh. into routes. And then people are overthrowing his outstretched, <laughs> please let me intercept this arm. And, I mean, he almost had two yeah. in the Ohio State game last year. Yeah. Uh-huh. This one, like, he's... Probably three inches away from deflecting the ball. Yeah, on on the touchdown, and I think that that's a a, a pretty good weapon for Minter because he's just so long. Yeah, and you drop him out into those those buzz those slants, and it's like oh, that's he, a, l- a lot of and, guy
2: to get around. Yeah, you don't have to be that if you're tall. And this is why Michigan's looking for tall linebackers all the time. Because if you're that tall, your zone coverage is much better. Right. Because, <laughs> like, the there's, amount you can control... There's more of you to go
1: deserve. around.
4: You're, like, right. a
2: Purdue center.
1: Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it felt like this was a much better Rutgers offense than we had seen before. Like, they had some things going yeah. on. Like, Wimset is obviously... Not there yet, but... Mm-hmm. But he wasn't bad. But he was much better than he was last year. Yeah, and-, and... they're using his legs in a way that's annoying and...
2: Well, they took away... Michigan just defeated the one thing that Rutgers has really been putting on this year. They, they have the, the running back lead block, like the Neal Denard power right. play, right? And... You mentioned one time where Houseman just blows up that running back and gets to him. And the other times, the guy was just running into the defensive line because someone had beat a block. And, yeah. like, they were, Michigan defeated the number one thing that Rutgers had. So they were having to go to their secondary and tertiary things because I mean, their main is, offense is This was a bad. run
1: offense that was doing very well. Uh-huh. And I know that, you know, Northwestern, Virginia Tech, and whoever else they played is not exactly a murderer's row. But <clears throat> just in terms of how functional they felt, they felt much more functional as a football team this year. They're probably going to go to a bowl. I mean, you got to be looking at that Michigan State game now. It's like, okay, well, we got to get that one. I think
3: <clears throat> they'll get the Indiana game.
1: Well, yeah, they'll definitely get. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're they're going to go to a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, they got three wins. They got Indiana, Michigan State on the schedule, and then
3: they just got to find something else. They play somebody on the other side yeah. too, and. I don't know
2: if you watched any other football, but there was
3: nobody else that
2: looked Illinois or someone on the schedule from the other side of the division. Do you think Brian McKenzie would come up if they go to the Motor City Bowl? He has to. (laughs) Yeah. Are
3: are you going to expense wherever they No, I am not expensive. What if if they go to, like, the— Aloha Bowl. No, then
2: McKenzie gets a free nope. trip to Hawaii. No,
3: he doesn't. He doesn't. He only gets to come to Detroit. It'd
2: be so sad if they <laughs> they finally make a bowl and they're like, guess what? You get to play in Ford Field.
3: Oh. Hey, that would probably be better than if they drew like the Pinstripe Bowl <laughs> at, the
1: yeah. stadium States bowl at home this year. Yeah, <laughs> Ford Field because it's the last game of their season. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. Come back, talk about miscellaneous
5: business on the other side. Hey, it's Nick Hopwood, founder and president of Peak Wealth Management, your MGO financial coach, and it is our goal to help you retire with peak confidence. Check us out at peakwm.com slash mgoblog. Bo says the team, the team, the team. Lately, my mantra has been the plan, the plan, the plan. Check out the Trust the Plan podcast. Search out my name, Nick Hopwood, on any platform and give us a follow. You know, we haven't updated this ad in over two years because since the last versions went live... We only had one Big Ten loss, and honestly, I'm a little superstitious. But for this ad, I just want to give a shout-out to all the loyal Wolverines and MGO blog fans who've reached out to us from as far as France, Japan, Seattle, San Francisco, Dallas, Florida, New York, and of course all over the great state of Michigan. And you guessed it, we're pulling recruits out of Ohio as well, just like Harbaugh. Thank you very much. So no matter where life has taken you after your time in Ann Arbor, we're here to help you build a plan you can trust. If you're looking for a second opinion, visit us at peakwmcom mgoblog today.
7: Hey, fellow Michigan fans, this is Matt Demarest, realtor and lender. For a decade now, you've heard me on the podcast talk about mortgages, and I've helped hundreds of fellow Michigan fans in that capacity, including Brian and Seth. But many of you don't know I'm a real estate broker as well. I promise to make buying, selling, or financing a home simple and cost-effective anywhere in the state of Michigan. Whether you're upsizing, downsizing, buying a vacation home, or building a real estate investment portfolio, send me a text or give me a call. It's never too early to make a plan, and the call is always free. My number is 734-882-8199. Again, 734-882-8194. Or you can find me online at RealtorAndLender.com. That's RealtorAndLender.com. Whether you want to buy, sell, or finance a home, or even all three, I promise to provide the experience so many of you have come to expect over the years. And as always, thank you and go blue. NMLS 1011726, Equal Housing Lender.
2: Want the perfect game day outfit? Underground Printing has unique, great-fitting U of M apparel and officially licensed apparel from legendary Michigan names like Woodson, Howard, Ufer, and more. UGP also specializes in custom printed apparel and promotional items for groups, events, and businesses. Whether you need one shirt as a gift or 1,000 shirts for a charity walk, Underground can customize almost anything for groups large or small. To learn more, visit Underground Printing at one of our three convenient locations around Ann Arbor or online at undergroundshirts.com. I can't believe I'm doing this. If you find yourself in the penalty box, you want a Michigan man arguing your case, call criminal law attorney and former prosecutor Jonathan Paul tonight. It's 248 924 9458 or visit his old website at MichiganLawGrad.com. Oh, my God.
3: need to call out Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah, where you at? Holtz?
0: <laughs> I, I need takes
1: hotter than Brian Day after Lou Holtz said something pretty dang innocuous about his football team. Uh-huh. Seth, give me your hottest take.
2: Unfortunately, you've heard this one already. Use the voice. <laughs> Unfortunately, you've heard this one recently, but <laughs> Ohio a football team because uh. <laughs> Harrison comes back with with an injury and plays the rest of that game and that plays very mutant. well all right they I mean that's a tough environment to come back and, and play late they broke a lot of tackles their final touchdowns that is, says more about there might Notre not be Dame. a defensive tackle in the way but they, know, they, they, and, they managed to get a yard and barely with, against 10 guys with, with, with nobody on the field Nobody needs to be telling Ohio State that they're not tough. Okay, they are perfectly tough. Ohio State, you are as tough as they come. You do not need to be one ounce tougher. Stay exactly how you are. Running Very good. <laughs> on
1: fourth and one.
3: Dave, give that's me your hottest take. CJ has informed the team he intends to transfer if he doesn't get at least two forced targets a game.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like that your version of the voice just sounds like you've been smoking two packs a day for your whole life.
4: I smoke a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Hey,
1: this is you also
0: sound like you, you also sound like you have a baby in the background that you're not. You're trying not to wake up.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's very. Quiet. Um, I just. Thought both of those throws were to, to CJ yesterday were like, okay, well clearly Roman Wilson is getting all of the targets because he's always open and he's faster than everyone. And here's the other senior wide receiver. He's like, what about me, guys? And like that, you know, the flea flicker should have gone to Wilson. The post on the interception and in, you mean last week? Last week, week. Yeah, 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 that should have gone to Wilson. The post that was the interception should have gone to Wilson. Yeah. And so it's like, ah, you know, we're okay. We just got to give this guy the ball a couple of times.
0: Yeah. Randy, give me your hottest take. We shouldn't watch Michigan football games until the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than last year when it
1: was the second half. Right.
0: <laughs> I know. D- true. But my, my, true. My real point underneath it is that whether it was Jim Harbaugh back yesterday and the coaches just knowing what they were doing, I thought they made great adjustments to what Rutgers was doing. Like, I think Shiano is an unbelievable coach, a really, really good coach, and now has some good players. But he he was just out coached by I, I thought what Jim Harbaugh did was either we give it to him or the other coaches. But the fact that he's back meant everybody could do the thing that they were supposed to do, and I thought we made great adjustments. So only watch after the adjustments are there. <laughs> well, the thing about this is like
3: this is one of Rutgers' like circle games usually, right? Like they want to play Michigan tough, and yes, and Michigan's like okay.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> do your thing we'll figure
3: it out i don't think they we'll had anything it. like that wild i mean their punt formations were kind of weird no no but like yeah. that's i mean you know over the years they made a bunch of comments about and then yeah. the last couple of years you know they've been in some games i know brian was terrified at halftime of last year's game i, I
2: didn't say ter- all right so randy you're
3: real no, you're getting
2: is out that, over your skis buddy is is tennessee should have kept Shiano when they had the
0: chance that's, oh my God, that's, I, that I, is my... I reality. mean,
3: like, was it would have been a better hire than
0: Pruitt, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: isn't yeah. Heupel doing
1: relatively well? Heupel's yeah, but they, they, well, it yeah. Was, they hired Pruitt instead of Chiato. Right, mm-hmm. and then fired him. Right,
3: now they have Heupel.
0: Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Jason, give me your <laughs> hottest take. Donovan Edwards should bounce a run to the outside every once in a while. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... I'm like, why is he never bouncing any runs to the outside? He, he really did, he did. Never- he, he like the most insane run ever. He listened to you. That's the hot take. <laughs> Donovan <laughs> so Edwards, Edwards should, Edwards should listen to, Jason. to stop listening to Jason. <laughs> so bounce- let me let me let me amend it. Let me amend it. Donovan Edwards should bounce every run to the outside. Okay, uh, all right. Run.
1: All right, I'm I'm because- I'm worried about your visual acuity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm telling you right now, he should bounce every run to the outside. All right. I mean, like, seriously, I just don't. I, I, he's good in space and he's good on the edge. And either our blocking isn't great for him or he's not making good choices on the inside. But every single run, he should put a foot in the ground and go outside either side. Pick a side every time.
4: All
1: right. Here's mine Notre Dame's defensive coordinator is a mole,
3: <laughs> or their head coach. <laughs>
0: For Ohio State. Oh
1: wait! I mean, yeah, their, their head coach is a mole. Hey, yeah, so yeah, it's Marcus him. Freeman, oh, and a, they take a timeout with seven seconds left, and Marcus Freeman is like, "No, no, <laughs> you stay over here, buddy."
0: <laughs>
1: it was a long con.
0: <laughs> wow, that is that would be the longest of cons. He's uh.
1: He's like, ah, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to get this defensive end from Ohio State. He's going to play really well the whole game. Everybody's like, wow, this guy is amazing. He's a really good idea and a good coach. And then I'm going to put him on the bench.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm going to tell people I can't trust him because he played for Ohio State. And then I'm not going to replace him. It's, it's, I think it's true. It's, did
3: did it's, he also pay off number two? He's the mole. He's the mole. <laughs>
2: Is he? Is he? They're doing all this? moles. Is he it's doing moles all the Ohio way State? down. Or is he doing this to like prove to Notre Dame fans that he's a better coach than Lou Holtz? How would that? How? How Cause, does? Because he and Day had this plan. Like after like <laughs> they give up the game, that like Day gets the microphone and be like, okay, you have to you have to tear down Lou Holtz now, so I can rank ahead. Well, of
1: what's him. gonna happen is in the on, annals on the next taping of WWE SmackDown? Because apparently, all college football coaches are cutting wrestling promos now which I oh, love. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, I support yes. this 100%. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen yes. is, like, you know, you know, Brian Day's music is going to hit, and he's going to come out with the belt, and then Marcus Freeman's music's going to hit, and they're like, oh, are they going to fight? And they know. They hug it out. <laughs> and, he's, and Marcus Freeman has betrayed everybody, and that's how they do a heel turn.
2: And then Freeman and Day c- combine to, like, beat an 89-year-old to death. Yeah. That's, wow, that's very, that's very WWE. <laughs> I mean, they did run Rick Slur so out good. there well after his expiration date. And and The Undertaker when he probably could have used his own services. Yeah, but I, when he actually doesn't yes. rise out of the conference because
3: he's so old.
4: <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. Is he Come still in the there?
0: <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> can we call it? Can we call Lou Holtz the mouth from the South Carolina?
4: <laughs>
1: uh, sure. <laughs> I love that. Yes. All right. Uh, if you can't get enough scores, hit
0: up the uh, Nosebleeds,
1: which is their reboot of cheap seats on UFC Fight Pass, and check out their website for all their touring dates. Thanks, guys. Yep. Thank all you. Right. All right. We got some things to talk about. We do. Uh, first of all, Aussie punters are annoying. Yeah, but everyone has one now. I know. I didn't like it. I was like, "Oh man, that's a seventy-five yard punt," and he got to wait like four or five seconds before he
3: got like, Well, they just sort of changed how you have to defend punt. Well, they, I don't know if that's a
2: word, but so like... so what they did is they went to like the train formation. Yeah, which people were like, "Aha, ah, they're 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 ripping on Jim Harbaugh." I'm like, "No, they're not. That's a smart thing to do yeah. Yeah. because that is, that is one daily who was like they were ripping on him." Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's yeah one guy at the daily. Okay. okay. Anyway, uh, he. But it's a smart thing to do because you are you can't really overload one side against that guy because otherwise he could run the other way, oh, the other right?
1: Because, yeah, I, I I embedded in the preview video of this guy playing in the Aussie football league because <laughs> he was like a sixth overall pick in 2017. Um, <clears throat> but he didn't clearly work out. But Thaw has to get over to that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, there's a guy in the way, and if he plows over that guy... Not only does Michigan get the ball there, they get another 15 yards. And I've seen enough. I want Tyler Morris to be the punt
3: returner. Look I, at the punt he caught on the second one. Yeah. That's a Jabril Peppers punt like, catch. What, yeah. are we, like, what are we still doing here? Why is this competition still open?
2: I only can guess that you know there's been a couple incidents in practice where he dropped the ball or something I guess, like that. but yeah. it's
3: not like we've seen anything from Thaw that suggests that he's uh, going to be no. adequate. Maybe this is the... Lasorda using his late round pick on Mike Piazza because he knows his uncle or something, and so there's like a connection to Maybe. the Thaws. The, the and he's like, all right, you know, we got a spot. You know, we don't we don't really return probably. I mean, I mean
2: old Harbaugh's friends have kids on the on, on the teams. That's what I mean, yeah. yeah but, so, but
3: uh, anyway. <laughs> so. I I agree. I've been on Team Morris after. The first time he returned a punt I was like More of this guy Yeah Morris this guy yeah, yeah. See what I did there Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good So Tommy Doman had a punt That I don't think has landed yet uh-huh. It was over I'm in the last row of the stadium And I was looking up to the ball
2: <laughs> I was like I think that Yep, that's above me. My, my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, asked me, what happens if we catch a ball? I'm like, we're not going to catch a ball from where we're sitting right here. <laughs> and she's like, but what if they do? Do you have to like give it back? And she like wanted like, an explanation of what happens if we get the football. And I'm like, if we got the football, we would probably have to hand it down from here because we are so high up. No, you throw <laughs> it over the edge, Seth. I'm, How long have you been going to Michigan games? My my arm is not good enough to throw it from where I was sitting. And that's get why it you have a daughter. Field. Yeah. <laughs> But but Doman's leg is that's true. He could have gotten it. He plausibly could have punted well, it to us. We discussed this
3: with Nordine, right? Where you're like, if if you have it, allow him to tee a ball up in the end zone, and he tries to kick towards the stands, could he get it out of the stadium? And I thought he could. Probably. And Doman probably could punt the ball yeah, out. He of could the definitely stadium. punt the ball out of the stadium. Uh, Turner missed a 42 yarder. Uh, hit another funeral wouldn't that he didn't miss if they had not called the incorrect delay of game but <clears throat>
1: whatever I don't think that delay of game was incorrect I thought the broadcast was incorrect
2: no I was watching because I because I thought Michigan wasn't going to get it off so my eyes start going to the the scoreboard. I'm like are they going to get this off yeah you guys need to get this off and then it I see the flicker of the snap when it's at one second I look down I'm like good they got it off and then they called it I'm like what well the I was watching the scoreboard and the like, officials
1: had a had a day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was the the Colston Lo- Colson Loveland completion that was a first down. Uh huh. It wasn't really debatable. No, it wasn't close because yeah. first of all, you see they have two replays. One of them you can see on the sideline that when Loveland's at full extension, it's a first down. Yeah. And then on the end zone shot, you can see that Loveland had, the ball is still in bounds when Loveland puts it out. Right. And the refs screw it up, and then the replay guy is like, ah. I don't care, and they, which made the Notre Dame <laughs> overturn. Like yeah, like I, they just leave spots alone constantly, and they like. And then there was another third and one that
2: was a clear conversion from Donovan Edwards yes. that they marked short, and it was yeah. just like,
1: what are you jabronis doing?
2: There were and there were a lot of times I think we're going to get back where they just shorted Michigan a yard or gave Rutgers an extra yard. It was just weird. Well, they. Well, Harbaugh calls a timeout
3: on that Loveland one so that they review it, and they do, and they don't overturn it. Then he calls a timeout in the second half, hoping for a review, because he thinks yeah. that he's got something, and they don't review it. I think that was uh, one, that of, was like, one the of the out-of-bounds catches. catches. Yeah, You know, it's just, I mean, you could see him, they've panned to him on the sideline a couple of times, and he's just, like, glaring at people, and like, I, I can't get any sort of competence here. People just won't
2: even do the their The Loveland jobs. one was weird, though, because, I mean, even if you think he's short... it's It's not not five
3: feet back
2: yeah that's not it's not a whole yard back oh my god they they set that thing right and it's like you see did he make
3: the first down or not not just this play this happens way too often and maybe this i watch enough nfl and it's all in the nfl not college football i don't know but it just i cannot fathom this where you see him so close is he in is he not and you're like he is short everyone's like oh and then they mark it at the two and you're like that's not remotely near the goal. <laughs> so,
2: I mean, Michigan's had some issues with this sideline judge before, and it's the same sideline judge who threw the flag no. that they picked up. Oh, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his name is.
1: Well, yeah, I, we called him, I, yeah. I know. I know what the conversation what happened after yeah. he threw that flag. I was like, "Come on, Kyle." <laughs> You're making us all look bad, he, Yeah. and it's like they're like, "Oh my God, he did it again." Yeah. Oh, this is the Will Johnson one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's clear yeah. that this guy goes home, and when his daughter says, "Like ah, I I don't want to eat dinner," she's he's like,
0: "Flag!" <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's just not yet fifteen yards. This, Get out of here, this guy. He he's he's pedantic for sure, Kyle. but it, yeah. It, but but he's the, also the one who threw the insane pass interference on was it Wallace? Where like, <laughs> oh, it was like five yards wide of the receiver.
1: Yeah, they don't they don't do the uncatchable thing anymore for anything that is at least yeah. attempted to be complete, which drives me crazy because it's like, what's going on here? Like, what, did that? contact affect the play in any way whatsoever no, the receiver
2: gave up on his route the receiver stopped running because like the ball was not going to come near him right and, and then, that's
3: why wallace is like ah well now i'm impacting you because
1: right you quit on your route and yeah like,
3: jake butt thought it should be dpi and i was like come on jake butt jake like, he's, a, he's an offensive player though yes oh. yeah it's like when the quarterbacks like nobody so open. they should have gone for it instead of kicking the field goal originally yeah on the the, the uh, one, same the same spot on the
2: field as Bowling Green, it was a yeah. 0.4 uh, points expected loss.
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm not going to get exercised about that, really.
2: Um, going back to the the replay officials screwing something up, I think quorum did have a fumble.
3: Yeah, I thought so too. And, I, and they didn't review on it on the on the in the touchdown second touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Uh.
1: No. No.
2: No. No. It was. It was like a
1: scrum play. Yeah. No. Oh, I think it would have been very hard to.
2: It would have been hard to because it's one of those plays where like he, he is already down, but like he's fallen on his uh, teammate, yeah. and that's why his knee's not down, and the ball does come out before his elbow hits the ground. So, I mean, if they really wanted to review that, it would have been a fumble, probably.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's you just couldn't see all of his body, so it's, yeah.
3: it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know. Yeah. So we have multiple things that happen on
2: kickoffs. One, they did the short
3: kickoff thing again, Yeah, and it was returned, and... We didn't fumble this time, and there
2: were all receivers and tight ends on the field. Did you notice? That? Was it Joe, yeah. Joe Taylor? Yeah, got yeah. The, the uh-huh. pop up. Samaj Morgan drops a kickoff. Yeah, yeah.
3: Which not great, not great. And then Rutgers calls a fair catch and doesn't field a kickoff. Right, where yeah. it bounces up in the air, and Michigan almost gets a freebie inside the ten. I was, I, I, and then they try to run it back after calling the fair catch, where it's call. So if you call a fair catch, you're Signaling a fair catch for your entire team, not just you. Yes. Okay. And, and then, so then the second guy grabs it, right? Yeah. At the six, but he didn't call fair. Catch. But he didn't so call it's fair understandable catch. Understandable why he would run the ball. Exactly. I don't think I've ever seen that one before.
2: I've seen it before. Where you call, yeah.
3: f- or one guy calls for a fair catch bails, it well, bounces, it, and yeah. someone else it bails on it on the
2: one yard line, and bounces back. So he probably thought it was just going to bounce in the end zone. Right, but that's why right, you but, don't let the ball bounce. <laughs> it's like. Right, and then his friend picks it up, and then like the they're not allowed to. They're not
1: friends anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they you're not allowed to advance the ball after that. part. So that's why it was called that. Yeah. Maybe
3: this is very like five years ago, but are we at all concerned about like being really slow out of the huddle and needing to burn two yes. timeouts? Yeah, I mean that happened the, twice. That's
1: the first time that has happened in a long time. And then the other thing that I'm a little bit concerned about is
3: that it feels like these games are having three possessions and a half. Well, that to. It was kind of true, but, look, Rutgers got more possessions because of the pick-six. So they drive a long way, Michigan gets pick-six, and they get the ball back Okay, but what what I'm
1: saying, like, the Notre Dame-Ohio State game was the same thing, where it was, like, each team got three drives and a half. Yeah. And it kind of feels like if you're Michigan and you're expected to win games, you want to get out of the huddle pretty quick because... Unless you're trying to shorten the game. Yeah, but in the first half, like, once you're up 24-7, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's 7-7
3: in the first half, and, and you want as many plays in this game as possible. Yeah. To They had four possessions Rutgers had. I mean, I guess I guess technically we'll count that last one as a possession because there was like 100 seconds left. So, yeah, there were nine possessions in the first half. So, like, to me, especially with the new clock rules, like, you want to get out of the, the huddle
1: and be snapping the ball pretty consistently with 15, 20 seconds on the clock because that more plays is good for you, and there's a reason that you know, when Rutgers was in possession of the ball, they were draining the clock as much as possible because they want a short game. Because a yeah. short game is more likely for them to win.
2: Random events, for example, the first their touchdown right. are are a greater proportion of the plays, mm-hmm. and that's why you want if you're, if you're the team is probably going to lose. Then,
1: but I mean, yeah. this is the first game that Harbaugh was back for. I'm sure that kind of getting back into the. Play-calling groove is uh, a process, and so this felt like an outlier in terms of slowness, Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully it won't recur. It's not like Michigan's going to all of a sudden be Chip Kelly-era Oregon, but hopefully more
2: alacrity. The new rule is going to disproportionately affect teams like Michigan that get a first down and then take a long time to get to the ball because... There are a lot of teams that like to go tempo after first downs.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And now there's like a 30-second difference in clock between how long those plays take. And you add that up over the course of a game, and you could have four minutes less of game time if you're not a team that tempos on first down. Yeah, so... Uh,
3: I have seen the articles that it's like, oh, it's like three plays a, a team per game, but it just feels. It that's on average though. Michigan's going to be on the lower end of that because they're so they play so slow that they're they already so going to get, and they're not really doing a whole lot of explosives, like mm-hmm. a lot of long drives. Right. So they're going to get a lot of conversions, which are going to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, four, five, six minute drives, and it adds up. And that going back to the Notre Dame Ohio State game. That was another game with a lot of
1: long yeah. extended drives where the clock rules feel like they're stripping probably a full possession per team out of the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It, well, I mean, in this, at least this game got done at 3 <laughs> o'clock. No, it, it got done way before 3. It was like 2.50. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, you know what? I did this again.
1: We didn't talk about Kalel Mullings at all in the, in the offense section. I continue to believe yeah. this guy can be a bell cow for Michigan next year. Because he's got great feet and he
3: is a hoss, you know. So you think he's going to be? He has a chance to be their starting running back.
2: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I think, think he will be. I think he could take some carries away from Edwards this year. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> his his first or his second one? Well, and then also on the fourth and one conversion, it was a fake handoff to hit. You know, he was the running back in there well yeah and everyone's like oh they're, oh, they're bringing in the to moose back they're yeah. all handing it off to Mullings yeah. and that's why they're just completely freaking out that you know and well
3: they would have done the same thing if it was Quorum in there but well they probably would have thought that Mullings was going to throw it
2: I'm just saying when you bring in Mullings it looks like you're moose backing it but
1: when he got in for the final drive and got six carries he was nimble in the hole. He was mm-hmm. he was picking through gaps. He, he made a just, guy miss. He made a guy miss in like quorum spaces, which I was like, "What is going on?" And then there was a, a play where he got four or five yards downfield, and then the rugby scrum happened, and it was just like, "This guy is not stopping." Yeah, and he almost broke his first carry. He was mm-hmm. an ankle tackle
3: away yeah. from overpowering a
1: couple of guys. And
3: I wanted to see his breakaway speed. I wondered if he could if he could have gotten there. I don't know if he would have gotten there, but
2: I, there there are a few plays actually where. Michigan had an opportunity to just break loose, and yeah. they're, like, they got an ankle tackle from a guy coming back to the side. I'm wondering how you're going to grade the tackles on those, because I think sometimes it was like Hinton losing. That was my – Well, we'll see. But, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I just want to shout out Khalil
1: Mullings again, because yeah. I forget about it, and I'm like, but I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all in. Finally, he's a running back.
2: Um, last thing, and of the – Half clock management. Rutgers has a minute left. Michigan has two timeouts left. They had one timeout. They had one timeout, and Rutgers had one. So we used one
3: timeouts.
1: No, we had okay. We used two of the timeouts. One mm. to try to get a replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm completely fine with. And then the second one was just being slow. Yeah, and so they have one timeout, and there's a buck forty on the clock when Rutgers gets it. Um, to me, I'm calling timeout after second down. Because mm-hmm. then they have to run the ball on third down. They can't right. try anything fancy. I mean, they were gonna right. run
2: it anyway. And then they run
1: the. I know, but if you have your timeout on third down, from Rutgers' perspective, it actually makes a, a fair bit of sense to throw the ball and try to convert. But
2: yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, and then Rutgers snaps it with three. So we we give them a fourth and two. Yeah, uh, and they're they're on their own eight. So the likelihood of them throwing downfield is zero.
1: Well, for if if <laughs> if it's me, I'm just throwing a fade in that situation, right? Wimsat was very close to giving Michigan a free field goal. Yeah. But if you just run a guy 30 yards downfield and throw the ball up, that's going to take more than three seconds, and there's no risk.
2: Yeah. Because you can just throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Like, I mean, the only thing that could happen is an interception in no, return, but but like, like,
1: yeah. and return. No, but with those fades, like you're not going to hold the ball long enough for there to be a sack, right? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I, I was so, like, do we have anything else in this segment? No? No. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, talk to Jamie. In southeastern Michigan, the yearly cost for a nursing home averages approximately 100000 It doesn't have to, though. Reed McCarthy founded Ann Arbor Elder Law after handling a tricky situation for his own family. Years of experience later, his boutique firm works with clients across southeast Michigan dealing with Medicaid planning, long-term care, and tax, disability, and family law, not to mention family dynamics. If you have a family member who may need that level of care, or if you're ready to start your own estate plan, Reed can give you a plan for the future. Visit com or call 734-945-9693. That's 734-945-9693. It's painless. It's online. It's group ordering made easy for your next custom printed apparel order pogo from underground printing will save you time and hassle whether you're selling shirts for a fundraiser organizing a large event or trying to collect sizes and payment for a family reunion ugp is here to help save time and hassle every step of the way with our easy to use site no more guessing what to order chasing down people to pay or wasting time trying to sort out the order we'll set it up and you can just sit back and relax we can even take care of individual shipping to learn more about pogo visit us at any of our convenient locations or at pogo.undergroundshirts.com
5: Passion for e-commerce, sell, sell stuff, stuff online, security, online. performance, conversion, beautiful user experiences, Belle experience yes. Utilisateur. monthly marketing, PPC SEO, make your user a customer, conversion, audio perfume for online retailers. Love your website. Let human elements show you how. Available at human-element.com and find apartment stores, not find apartment stores.
2: Winewood Organics is Ann Arbor's only cannabis micro-business for adults 21 and older. They're a grower, processing lab, and dispensary rolled into one, cultivating and producing flour, old-school hash, edibles, CBD products, and more. You can find them across the street from Kroger on South Maple, just west of downtown, and at winewoodorganics.com. Veterans and MedCard holders save 10% on all orders, and first-time customers save 25%, as long as you're not wearing scarlet and gray. Here's the thing people say. Seth, tell me about your
1: insurance. I'm
2: actually glad you asked me about that because I just changed my insurance and I'm really happy I did.
1: Let me guess. You use Phil Klein and Owen Rosen of the Phil Klein Insurance Group.
2: They are MGo blog readers and they don't advertise during football games.
1: And they've got a five-star rating on anything you would care to see. Call Owen at 248-682-7445 or visit them online at philkleininsurance.com. Jamie Mack of Just How are you doing, Jamie?
6: I'm doing great, guys. How are you all
1: doing? Good. And as you can hear, probably, Jamie is actually in studio with us. So yes. A yeah. Special edition. rare um, treat. Very excited about this. This yeah. is fun. This and is we fun. have a doozy of a week for this segment. We will, of course, start off with Ohio State 17, Notre Dame 14, a game that I'm assuming most of the listeners watched. But uh, defensive battle, a lot of long drives that end on fourth down, Kyle McCord, 21-37 of for two forty. Trayvon Henderson goes for one 61-yard run, but otherwise Notre Dame bottles up the Ohio State passing game pretty well. They also bottle up Marvin Harrison, three catches, 32 yards on seven targets. Um, Egg Buka gets loose a little bit. Uh, For Notre Dame's part, Sam Hartman throws every four-yard pass in the world en route to 175 yards on 25 attempts, and uh, their run game is actually – pretty solid uh, estimate 14 for 70 love eight for 57 price three for 22 so collectively those backs go 25 carries and uh just under 150 yards
6: without breaking anything particularly along their longest 22 yeah their team rush uh, per carry was only four and a half which isn't the greatest but they just seem to be able to dial up Seven, eight, nine-yard runs whenever they wanted to, especially those two drives in the second half where they went from down ten nothing to up fourteen to ten and really wrestled control of the game.
1: Yeah, it, it, if uh, I mean every Michigan fan on Twitter during these times was like, "I like
6: this." Yeah, this, yes, this is something I like to see. Right. I mean, it, it, strategically too. You know, ten nothing hole after the big. Uh, Big touchdown run by Trevon Henderson, and they didn't panic. They just kept running and running and running. That that first touchdown drive that got them down to ten to seven. I, I believe it was twelve runs and three passes. Yeah. And so just sticking with the running game, having that kind of patience, even when you fall down ten to nothing. I, I mean, I can think of one coach that won't, you know, abandon the running game if they fall down ten. The Penn State coach might. Well, we'll see. Mm. But uh, but I know Harbaugh. No, won't.
2: nobody here is thinking about the Michigan game. Okay.
6: <laughs> <laughs> So we we do need to go into the way this
1: game ends. Sure. So Ohio State has a fourth and one in the red zone, and they run a jet sweep to Egbuka that gets stuffed for a three-yard loss. Notre Dame picks up a couple of quick first downs, and then they have um, a debacle in the backfield Mm -hmm. that loses them five yards. At this point, Ohio State has two timeouts. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. so well, they can drain
6: them all. Yeah, they had actually started to use their timeouts on their first down yeah. run. So one timeout by the books and Day had used a timeout before the ill-fated revert or yeah. end around that you just mentioned. So he's down to 1. And then they try to do a screen pass and JTT yeah. has his best play of the game and just almost intercepts his the screen pass. It's like yeah. only play. Yeah, yeah, very correct. And that stymies that drive and it also keeps a timeout in Day's back pocket. Yeah, I, and on the one one hand, if
1: JTT does not get his hand on that, I think it's game over.
6: Oh, absolutely. It was a
1: well designed play. Mm-hmm. and But also, you're throwing a screen at JTT.
2: <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is like his superpower. The one yeah. thing you're not to do with that guy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and,
6: both JTT and Sawyer, they're not great pass rushers. They are athletic freaks yeah. you know, mm-hmm. who, who will drop back and coverage. Remember the Cornelius Johnson touchdown? It was Jack Sawyer who was the last tackle. He broke 20 mm-hmm. yards downfield. Why he was back there, I don't know. But. You know these
2: these are not pass rushers. They're like you. Although Hartman you don't run screens outran ran uh, Sawyer one time when this like they Sawyer had him in the backfield and he just like takes off. And I think like Hartman was maybe hobbly a little bit in this game too. And I I was I was surprised how slow that five star was uh, in like just a pure you mm-hmm. know who's got a foot race situation.
1: Yeah, I mean I do think it is interesting that we're this far into the season and it doesn't seem like either Sawyer or Twiemolau.
4: Oh, I did it. Hey. uh, uh, (laughs) That's very well
1: done. (laughs) It has developed at all. Like last year we looked at the stats and it's like these guys don't have pass rush win rates that are at all Mm -hmm. corresponding to their recruiting hype or their draft hype. They just don't get to the passer. Yeah. And they didn't in this game at all. Like Hartman was clean pretty much the whole game, which made his – Dink and Dunk approach. Well, Notre Dame's offensive
2: line are like they have two great tackles. They do, Mm -hmm. which
1: is something that Michigan does not.
2: Yeah, and and they and their interior is fine except for I think one guard who just needs help all the time. But like they're they're surviving with that guy. But like against two NFL tackles, these guys were completely shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: I mean, JTT is kind of living off that Penn State performance he had last year. Even when he broke up that screen pass last night, the play-by-play announcer was like, JTT did that all night last year during Penn
2: State. And I was like, yeah. well, that was two plays. But they were two good plays, but still. Uh, anyway, anyway, they have the opportunity to shut down the game. Yes, they absolutely they the, do. They, they give Ohio State a free timeout by calling that play. right? Mm-hmm. And
1: then there is a grounding penalty after Ohio State drives the field. Mm-hmm that would have resulted in a 10-second runoff if they had drained that time out. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, like, screen pass, you expect that to run the clock, you know, because it's going to be complete, but there is some risk there, and it didn't mm-hmm. come back to bite them. I don't necessarily think it was a bad decision, but it was fateful. Yes. But you still have them with 15 seconds on the clock. It is 3rd and 19, third, 19 from the 22. After mm-hmm. that intentional grounding play. Right. And they drop 8 into coverage. If you tackle them short of the sticks, it's 15 seconds, the clock is running, they can't spike the ball, they get one shot in the end zone probably, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. But they do the worst possible thing, which is they rush three, so it's like no pressure at all, and then they don't set up a picket line at the first down yeah. marker.
2: Yeah, they got a bunch of linebackers. They're wasting 10 yards or 8 yards downfield. It was
1: insane. Yeah,
2: yeah. which, like, there's no, there's nothing those guys can do from that position unless, unless they rush the passer or, and you or had something. And you had
1: a timeout to set this up because Ohio yeah. State used their timeout. Yeah. So they get a shot to Egbuka, who's way too wide open for mm-hmm. the situation, down to the 1. Notre Dame calls their timeout. So it's 7 seconds left from the 1. Notre Dame puts 10 guys on the field. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And they get away with it the first time because Ohio State has to pass Mm -hmm. because they get two shots if they pass. So it's good coverage and it's wide, and so Harrison doesn't get that completion. They – it is still first, second. Actually, it's third and goal. It's third and goal at the from from the one. Now, they still have ten guys on the field, and all of them are lined up to one side of the center. Uh-huh. And Chip Trianum's in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was actually miraculous that there wasn't a walk in touchdown. Like it was very close to not being. Yeah, because there's no yeah. one
2: lined up on the defensive line in that spot. And so if they... you had anybody, <laughs> yeah. you or I, yeah. <laughs> lined up, yeah, where the play went, right. Notre Dame wins the game because yeah. Stover gets to release directly onto the linebacker and drives the linebacker to the back of the end zone. And there's because there's nobody there. There's no he's not supposed to have that free release. He's supposed to have to go around somebody. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be somebody covering him up, and that's why you do that because that makes you you know a knot that you can't you can't run where they ran. Yeah, and, and it they was just boggling. Yeah, and they yeah. bring two guys off the side so they actually well, I don't, get to try and them too.
1: Seth, I don't think we need to get deep in the weeds about like whether it's good to have 11 guys on the field. No, I'm just saying right. Notre Dame had the right <laughs> yeah.
2: call to to shut down that play. If they have if they have, one if they have 11 on the field, guys on the field they yeah. win the game. Yeah. yeah,
6: it's a complete lack of awareness because by the rules wouldn't they have been allowed to sub if they wanted to just run, you know, the 11th guy on there. The ref would have would have allowed that. He would have held up the snap. Yes, cuz well, you know, so I don't it, think yeah. Ohio State sub so I don't think that, but they didn't
1: get to the land. They were running tempo. That's true. So if you realize that you got ten guys on the field, you put the eleventh one out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so just a just an escape from Ohio State because they were really when it's fourteen ten. And then the other thing is like in the first half, Notre Dame goes on a, a long drive. Sam Hartman on fourth and one scrambles for what's called a first down, and then they review it and mm. overturn it in ways yeah. that you just do not see in college football. Yeah. yeah. Michigan had. Two spots in their game against mm-hmm. Rutgers that were much more obviously wrong on the field that didn't get overturned, and this
2: one gets overturned. And yeah, win. for a change of possession, that, it was that was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. and it, I mean, it, I, if if you had to lean one way or another, I would have leaned. there was a first down. Like it looked like it was. It was. It was. It was close. It was
1: close enough that overturning it seems insane.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I'm always in favor of getting the call right in the end. And if but there it was wasn't
6: any, a, yeah, there was just nothing. Well, yeah, that was the first of that was the first Notre Dame drive, and their second drive also went deep into Ohio State territory, and they came they came up empty. That was actually the storyline of the first half. Was each team had two drives that went deep into opposing territory, yeah. and they came out mm-hmm. they came out uh, empty. Like collectively, the teams were one of five on fourth out in this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: It was weird. I mean, Henderson was breaking tackles to get most of their yards early. On. Like, they, well, Notre he, Dame would get get to him, and then he would break a tackle and get, like, a six-yard right, gain so out of what should be three.
1: Outside of the 61-yard touchdown, he has 13 carries for 43 yards. Yeah. So they're just not able to do anything on the ground. And then the touchdown wasn't Ohio State, like, blocking something excellently. <laughs> right. It was Notre Dame's captain completely blowing it mm-hmm. because they run power. The defensive end does a great job to like get into the pullers immediately, blows the play up, so they're playing to spill, mm-hmm. and the guy doesn't spill. Yeah. So if the, the linebacker actually knows what he's supposed to be doing, he's unblocked in the backfield, and that's probably a zero-yard run. Mm-hmm. So from the Michigan perspective, this is pretty great because the – way Ohio State ran won this game was the way they lose to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Because they could not contain Notre Dame's ground game. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't get to the quarterback. They couldn't get it no. to Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I just feel... Well, Harrison gets
2: injured for part of the game. Part of the game. Part but of the even game.
1: before that, they're able to bracket him most of the
2: time. And, and, and Notre Dame has... One, this is the one thing I got nervous about, is that Notre Dame has the one great cornerback, which Michigan recruited, and we all wanted Benjamin Morrison. But Notre Dame has the one good cornerback, and the other cornerback is just like, bleh. And so, He's very handsy. Yeah, yeah, and whoever the other cornerback is on, most of the time with Buka, that guy's getting open.
1: Yeah, so the thing is, is Michigan, I mean, Morrison's good. Mm-hmm. But if Will Johnson gets back to what he was last year, he's fully healthy for the Ohio State game, they're just going to stick him on Harrison and not give him safety help. Yeah. And they're going to live and die with that. And then they're going to bracket the other guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, my concern is that I think Notre Dame's tackles really controlled the game. And I don't think Michigan has tackles that are at that level. They don't, but they have guards. I know, but... And Notre Dame was getting away from their guards, and that was their... So even though JTT is not much of a pass rusher, what he is as a run defender mm-hmm. is a guy who will bowl people back... And reset the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And they didn't really do that very much against Notre Dame, but I'm a little leery that they might be able to do that against Michigan's tackles.
2: Yeah, and that's been our concern all year. And we don't know what's going on with the tackle situation, so it's hard to tell. And it's a long way down the road. So yeah. it might resolve itself. Yeah. Um
6: Jamie, what do you what do you got on your stats here for us? Well, um so when you bracket Harrison, you do have to give up catches to a Beckwa, but he had a big game, but half of his yards came on that game winning drive. He had two 20 plus plays, mm-hmm. uh, both of them on third and 10. And then you just mentioned, you just outlined the third and 19 play. Mm-hmm. So even by committing extra resources to Harrison, they still controlled or contained at least to for three plus quarters. Yeah. And he, then, it's not like he was running wild because he was taking advantage of single coverage from cornerback two, for example. Yeah. And then they get
1: a chunk play over the middle when Notre Dame just completely blows a coverage. Mm-hmm. It's a five-yard throw on a slant, and there's nobody within 20 yards. Yeah, the, either the, the
2: guy flared yeah. out thinking that he was – what they did is they had a cornerback blitz on, Yeah, and so the safety doesn't go to where he's supposed to go.
6: So They did that last year against Ohio State, and I know your hot take was that Marcus Freeman is a plant, <laughs>
4: and,
6: I, and I think you detailed it expertly there at the end with the 10, 10 players on back-to-back plays. But in last year's game – they inexplicably did a double safety blitz. Xavier Johnson, 50 yard touchdown game over and they had Notre Dame buried in their own ter- or I'm sorry. They don't have oh, State State buried in their own territory. And they just sent an ill-advised corner blitz. All McCourt had to do was just this. And Xavier was yeah, yeah. gone midfield. Yeah, you know? it was, I don't understand either of those play calls one year apart <laughs> to this, you know, no, with the same receiver.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. and especially because like, look at the time situation. If you don't get, over aggressive there, and you just kind of bleed them down the field five yeah. seconds at a time. There's no way they're getting in the red zone, yeah. Until they get the forty yard chunk, it's like, what are we doing? here? Oh,
6: and that was the that was the stat that Alex tracked all last year with Ohio State: their inability to start from their own territory and matriculate down the field and score. Yeah, and, and that was this the game. I mean, like they couldn't convert on third and short. Nope. Again, no. they
2: they're third and seven, or they they had the fourth and seven. I'm like, oh, these guys, they got it.
1: I honestly, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, they. they, they should just treat everything as fourth and six.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was one of my hot take thoughts was that, like, when they got down to fourth and two, I was like, you guys should take a false start right now.
6: <laughs> yeah, they had, they had a couple really wonky fourth down moments. In the first half, they tried going for it on fourth and goal at the one after failing power runs on second and third and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 2022 issues cropping up again in 2023. And they came in fourth and one with uh, three tight ends, two running backs, Harrison Ubequa, on the bench. Always good. Always a good sign for the defense. And they they tried play action, and it fooled nobody. Both, uh, both uh, Scott and uh, Stover were in the end zone, but there were four Notre Dame defenders surrounding them. Mm-hmm. Um, incomplete pass, turnover on downs. And they ran that play against Indiana in the opener in the middle of the field on fourth and one. And guess what? Indiana picked them off as well. So they're zero two with that, and you just detailed the River end around rather in the fourth quarter. I mean, what's the point of having having one of your star receivers just do wind sprints horizontally, you know, to get to get one yard? And you're asking Cade Stover to block in space, which he week in and week out cannot do. And he whiffs on a block, turnover and downs should have been the end of the game, and it obviously wasn't. But you know,
4: mm-hmm.
6: and you know, you mentioned Henderson, 61 yard TD. Their tailbacks outside of that, 20 carries, 48 yards,
1: and. As I mentioned, the the touchdown was just a huge error on Notre yeah. Dame's part. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think it's the running backs' problem though, because I, like I was saying, Henderson was breaking tackles in the backfield mm-hmm. and then getting two yards.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an offensive line issue. Yeah, yeah. I think we knew that their offensive line wasn't going to be what it was last year, yeah. but this is, I mean, that's like. Two and a half yards of carry. Yeah.
6: a lot of people in Ohio State land think that Trainum mm-hmm. should be running back number one because of this offensive line. He can break a little. He can break more tackles. Henderson is more of like Rich more of the you know like he can only get you maybe three or four if the blocking's not good. But they've never really featured Trainum outside of what the first half against Michigan last year. So whenever
1: he gets the ball, he looks awesome. Yeah, he does. Uh, like,
6: not bad for a linebacker at Arizona State, right? He was no, he was a running back. Oh, he was, he was a running yeah. back. Then, and okay. then they, they Michigan
1: wanted him as a running back. Okay. And he transferred to Ohio State to be a linebacker, and then
6: gotcha. they had all those injuries last year, and they put him in at running back. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, this guy's a horse. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Mayan Williams only had one touch yesterday. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's just a forgotten
2: man. Settlement. Well, and that
6: was that was the stuff with the goal line. So,
2: yeah, yes, I mean, I I think they just had. I mean, they they had that freshman last year who looked good too. Their running backs are fine. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more than get by changing running backs. So. It's so an offensive line we, You kind
1: of see these things set in as a head coach settles into the job for the short yardage issues from last year to recur this year mm-hmm. when you have Trey and Mayan Williams on your team. This seems like it might be baked in as a Ryan Day thing.
6: Yeah, yeah. And they're still struggling with the Simmons kid at left tackle, the transfer from San Diego State. And also Carson Hinsman, their center, gave up nine pressures yesterday. Now we've talked a little – I know you guys have talked a little bit about, you know, Michigan's not as strong at center after, you know, in the wake of Olu, obviously. But this is a problem for Ohio State. Luke Wepler was an excellent center. He actually was drafted higher than Olu was in this last draft. And the drop-off
1: from him to Hinsman
6: looks really bad. But they got time to get
1: things right. Yeah, I mean, I don't – Necessarily think that, I mean, they're they're going to be a moving target. Michigan is still going to be a moving target. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, this is a highly talented team that could easily beat Michigan, but you got to come away from this game feeling pretty encouraged if you're a Michigan
6: fan.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so days going under center a lot more this year, which is you know they're not the CJ Stroud offense anymore. They got to be tough, right? But they're, I mean, it's it's not. Yeah, really getting them down from hill is not really like getting no, it, them extra yards. It, it hasn't.
1: It hasn't done anything for them. Like, yeah, they spent this entire off season being like, "We got to get tougher," and so they're trying to like Dave it up. That was mm-hmm. that was Tressel's yeah. duo play called the Dave.
6: Yeah, and it's just not working. No, they struggle with combo blocks and they struggle with staying on blocks, and that's hard to be a man ball team when you can't can't do either. Do we want to talk about? Ryan Day, post-game, have you exhausted we, that?
4: We, we've mentioned <laughs> it. I am happy I to talk about yeah, it
6: yeah. as much as you like. <laughs> okay, well, you know, that obviously caught my eye, um, or my ears, rather. And uh, so on the field, he says, just one bad half. And I was like, okay, we've we've improved. We, the narrative is now five bad plays to one bad half. But in his press conference after the game, he clarified that that one bad half, he was referring to the Ann Arbor game in 2021. I thought that was interesting because he, he was not asked about it and he says, I'm tired of people criticizing us. We had one bad half up in Ann Arbor two years ago. I'm like, oh, that's the bad half you're talking about. So I, you and know we what? had the flu and I it didn't, was snowing? I wasn't part of the hot take segment, but my hot take might be Ryan Day's getting his bad halves confused. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had a
1: pretty bad half twice.
6: Yeah, yeah. Had- uh, I don't know, man. And it's like, what, he just, yeah. the last year didn't count? What's and going on? Also, I had to actually look up the lou holtz thing i you know i mean i don't know about you guys but i'm pretty clued in college football i listen to a lot of podcasts i see a lot of memes i had not seen the lou holtz thing so i had to look it up and it was just a weird interview on the pat mcafee show where lou holtz is actually talking to a lou holtz impersonator what what <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. The, so they had the mcafee show live there in south bend and then they had like a set b mm-hmm. and that's where holtz was and he had this guy that was dressed up like lou holtz and they were Going back and forth in their weird Lou Holtz voices and stuff, and he just did a ninety-second soliloquy on how they've lost to Georgia, they've lost to Michigan, uh, and they lost to Oregon, and they weren't that physical, and we can out-physical uh, them, and that, and that was it. That was that was the statement.
2: But it was, and a then very they crook. did, and then they did, they yeah. did out-physical <laughs> them. Yeah. It was just such a coach quote, though. It wasn't saying that, like, <sighs> these teams, you know, because Ohio State's yeah. soft. He was saying, like, you know, yeah, He did not use is, the S-word at all. Yeah. No, no. It was all about, like, how football is a physical game, and those yeah. are physical teams, and yeah. those teams beat Ohio State. It was the most coach thing. Every every single coach in yeah. football is going to say that toughness is important. Yeah. And it was just so innocuous, and the only ones who pick up on it as, as anything but Coach speak. Yes. Is like a cleveland.com dot com article that publishes before the game. And somebody, I guess, like raced this to Ryan Day yeah. and like, hey, do you hear what Lou Holt said? Because the only the only they're the only paper that like covered it from the perspective yeah. of they're calling it soft. Because they've I mean, we've heard it enough times. We've said it a few times. So I wonder how often Ryan Day has heard House. You know the the the, yeah. the soft thing. Well, a lot of
6: those and a lot of those criticisms are coming from are coming from inside the house yes, too. So <laughs>
1: they are. Well, yeah. All right have we have we expunged all of our takes on this is probably the
6: longest we've ever spent on an individual game. Um, you know what you mentioned on Twitter last night, Brian, about uh, Sam Hartman. He's going to have to complete a pass more than four yards for them to win. His average depth of target was eight point two, according to PFF, which I thought was higher than I eyeballed it. Uh-huh. But. Against North Carolina State a couple of weeks ago in the rain, he was ten point one. Well, they so after, stylistically they were definitely not pushing it down. After the field. I tweeted that, they actually hit some deep. They sheds. did, they did. Which so, that's how Twitter works.
1: Well,
4: I was like, <laughs> I willed
6: it into being. But
4: yeah. it,
1: like
6: I, uh, before that,
1: it was just like, what is this yeah. Northwestern ass offense they're running with the guy who's been around since the Civil War? Right. Like if there's anyone you should trust to like maybe unleash it downfield, it's Sam Hartman, and they just. <clears throat> they just didn't. So they were actually pretty good at, like, you know, it's third and five, and Hartman will pick apart your zone. Yeah, yeah. But to drive the field, it was difficult, and they ended up with those two empty possessions when they weren't even trying to get explosives. So exactly. It was uh, tough sledding for both teams. Um, all right. I think we're ready to move on. Let's do it. <clears throat> so uh, our opponent next week, Nebraska 28, Louisiana Tech 14. Nebraska may once again see the kingdom of heaven because their quarterback had more rushing yards than passing yards in this game.
2: Oh, it's Harburg. That's <laughs> so perfect for Nebraska. Heinrich Harburg, Heinrich
1: 8 Harburg. of 17, 107 yards passing, 19 rushes, 157 with a long of 72. Their backup backup running back, uh, Anthony Grant, mm-hmm. 22 carries, buck 35, and a touchdown. La can't do anything on the ground. Their quarterback dinks and dunks his way to 292 yards on 42 attempts. This defense is pretty, pretty salty on the ground. And now have finally discarded the forward pass as God intended. Yeah.
2: And put a walk on. I mean, Nebraska is walk on you, and they've got a walk on quarterback. Right. With, like, a German name. I don't know if he's this second, is, third, gen or whatever he is. This is the but. most
1: frightening Nebraska I've ever seen. <laughs> Not ever, but like <laughs> since ever. they've been in the Big Ten, I'm like, oh, they're going to run the quarterback twenty times. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, there were versions of Nebraska we faced in like the 2010s <laughs> that were pretty frightening because they ran the quarterback all the time and they had you know walk on at running mm-hmm. back or something.
6: well, they had Amir Abdullah and Roy Halu.
2: It was a Amir pretty Abdullah. good pretty
6: good running back combination. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their running back yesterday was Anthony Grant, who on one hand was their leading rusher a year ago, mm-hmm. but on the other hand got demoted to third string this summer because he kept practicing or kept fumbling in practice. Then, if you call in the opener, they put him in in the fourth quarter when they were ahead, and he had a key fumble against Minnesota. He hadn't seen much action, but both Ramir Johnson and uh, Gabe Irvin, mm-hmm. I think, are out for the season. Yes. If not, yeah. they're out for an they extended are out for period the of time. Season. Yeah. So they are—they're going with uh, with Harburg and Grant. So I mean, I think they can do some things with Grant because he had a nice season last year. Ball security and I guess confidence is going to be his issue going forward. Nebraska, both Harburg and Grant also had a long touchdown run called back each of them yeah. for a penalty. Yeah, and Nebraska took a while to pull away from Louisiana Tech, but had they not. Had some penalties on some long touchdowns. This what, might have been twenty-eight to seven at halftime instead of locked up. What worried me close. about that is
2: they were both wide receiver holds, mm-hmm. and those usually don't get called in the Big Ten. Yeah. So, like you know, against Louisiana Tech, maybe they're calling them, but like you know, there it's I could easily see Nebraska having a, a much more explosive run game because they're running that option, and you know you have to play assignment football against that. Yeah, and then their wide <clears> receivers <throat> block mm-hmm. and they hold, but. Usually, you can get away with that. You know, That's we, yeah.
6: Well, if you count the Central Florida year, we've heard a lot about Scott Frost talking about, you know, we're a physical team. I think, I think Sims in four games has them playing more physical than Me, he rule. ever did. I'm Me, sorry, Ruhle rule has them <laughs> playing more physical uh, than he ever did, than, he, than, than Frost ever did. Here's a stat and Nebraska has held four straight opponents under 60 rushing yards for the first time since 1999.
2: Oh, so, my lord. So, we can we talk about their defense now? Because sure. they're a rocky long stack. Yeah, and that's
6: it's, Tony White's a disciple. He has yeah. over a decade of experience under Long as a head coach or when Long was a D.C. under Hogue. And they
1: have a 330-pound nose tackle who wears zero.
6: Yep, yep. that's uh, Hockmeyer, who was not a factor last year on the team, just could not see snaps. He wasn't ready physically. And every time I that's hone amazing. in on him, he's dis- <laughs> he's dispatching the guy directly in front of him, and yeah, he's he looks, causing havoc. He looks yeah. great. and it does.
1: Last year, I mean, the Nebraska game was one of the most abject humiliations of a defense I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, how this guy went from not playing at all to this good is is, uh, is wild. I
2: I mean, it's it's schematic. He's not asked to rush the passer at all. His job mm-hmm. his job is to be there and soak up two guys. I mean,
1: it, it's not schematic because last year. Michigan yeah. played them and not one of their defensive linemen made a play the
6: whole game. Yeah, I mean they were playing Colin Feist like a like a their walk on at 275 and they had so this guy. I mean like not he
2: just do something? <laughs> are jumping into different gaps, they're playing different guys too. But but, but, they're playing but, but, completely but differently now. Th-
1: that's be that as it may. Yeah. You can't have a guy who's semi who's very good this year, he, he needed he had to be at least semi-functional last year and put that garbage out on the field. I mean last year. So I don't know if he I don't know, had an off-season revelation or Rule yeah. just coached him up or
6: whatever, but that guy's a dude. Yeah, it, it could be as simple as, you know, he just couldn't couldn't find the love with Frost and can find it with Rule because they had so many edge pieces last year that it's hard not to imagine him being... So, you know, he could have been a focal point for them last year with
2: some of those edge pieces that they don't have this year. I yeah. mean, they're. I know you're going to call me insane about this, but their defensive <laughs> coordinator last year was a guy who believed in playing... St- Small up front. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like, that, that's... It,
1: <laughs> like They, re, they oh, reached that's the whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> and now they come into the Michigan game uh, seemingly having found something that works for them. Yeah. On both sides of the ball. Yeah. Now, Harburg is not going to be able to throw for a ton of yards against Michigan. Mm-hmm. But if they run him 20 times, they're going to be asking a bunch of questions about Michigan's defense that... They have not historically done a great job of answering. Yeah. And then this is going to be a real test for Michigan's rush offense. Like, Rutgers, pretty good. This appears to be on another level. So this could be – like, I don't expect this to be a, a one-score game. Mm-hmm. But I do expect Nebraska to come in and give Michigan some answers about where
6: they actually are. Oh, yeah. And, you know, through four games, I don't really have the numbers for this, but Michigan does seem to find themselves in a lot of passing downs <laughs> and this this – the schedule has not been that tough. So I do expect, you know, a lot of uh, early running downs not being successful, and it'll be interesting to see what they come up with on third and sevens and third and sixes.
2: I mean, they're they're liking their tight ends. Like Fedonius, what we thought it was going to be. And he was I mean,
6: a big-time recruit for them, and he's finally yeah. seeing the field. Fine. I mean, I mean, he the had, had one catch Mich- for 29 yards yesterday, but he's out there.
2: And the guy Michigan really wanted. They just couldn't get him on campus because of, of COVID. But, like, so Michigan's going to play their 5-2, and they're going to be – I think it's just going to be whether or not they can – win doubles up front because if they can then they can expend mm-hmm. Jalen Harrell on the on the pitch man and then it's the linebackers. And I'm not that worried about Colson tackling in space. Like, yeah, that's like that. what he's good at. Yeah. And Barrett and, and Houseman knows their defense, uh, yeah. you know, knows those guys well. Um but, you know, it's the system, how well they're gonna play that system up yeah. with the you know, last thing I wanted to see was safeties missing tackles in this game. Right. That's gonna be a big deal. So
6: I think Nebraska's got Solid corners, but I worry about their safeties, uh, Singleton and uh, Omar Brown. Mm-hmm. If you asked Rule, say on the Fourth of July, who is starting safeties would be. He probably would have said Miles Farmer and Marcus Buford. But Buford has been slow to come back from an injury. I don't know when he's coming back, and Farmer transferred. Yeah, this in right, you know, some team rules, and then he left. So they're kind of already on their second safety pairing. They played solid, but other than Colorado in that second half, nobody's really put any pressure. On them, you know, Minnesota that's not much of an offense, mm-hmm. Louisiana Tech, and they played Northern Illinois last week. So, I think Michigan can ask some questions there downfield. I, I, I like, I want to see if they if those two can really, really hang in there at that position, or if they're not boring safeties. I, well,
1: I, I mean, against Roman Wilson, it feels like you got three guys in the country who are going to be able to cover him uh-huh. consistently, yeah. yeah. And
2: none of them play for Nebraska. Nope, I just want to see Michigan open up a big lead so that they have to like drop back a little bit in that game.
1: <laughs> All right, now on for the second consecutive week to the funniest game of the week, Maryland 31, Michigan State 9. Apparently Seth was in the car when he
2: heard George Blaha say this. Oh, he... A very different Spartan team than last week. Maryland is going to feel lucky to get out of here with a win. <laughs> Uh, this was after
1: Michigan State turns the ball over five times. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five times. Noah Kim, eighteen of thirty-three for a buck ninety, a pick and two interceptions plus fumble. They bring in Caden Hauser uh, after the game is decided. He goes six of ten for seventy-five yards and a hideous interception. Nate Carter goes nineteen for ninety-seven, so that's actually not bad. But they just. Don't have the ability to move the ball down the field without imploding. Uh, Tunga-Vailoa, 223 on 36 attempts, so not great. Three touchdowns, one pick. And then the Maryland ground game is more of a keep them honest situation. Mm-hmm. So not a whole lot. Roman Hemby goes 10 attempts, 12 yards. But uh, Littleton and McDonald actually do some work here. Mm-hmm. So the I guess from the blah perspective, Michigan State – outgains Maryland barely. Yeah. But you turn the ball over five times, and that doesn't seem like a fluke.
6: Yeah, I, um, I would disagree with Blaha on Maryland heaving a big sigh of relief. They were <laughs> never really threatened scoreboard-wise. Right. But I do think, I do think Michigan State... Played more competently than last week. And remember, last week the score really hard. Yeah, thing. I know,
2: I, I know. That's but, like saying, I know, like, hey, I know, you know, I know my I know, my nine year old is more competent than my you know, than the. It was twenty one to three. Eight eight, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but like, I would still not put her on the football field. Well, I'm not so sure I'd put
6: these guys on the football field either. They just played more more competently. They they they. You mentioned it. Just these blow up plays the, on their first six drives they actually averaged thirty yards a. 30 yards of possession, but they uh, had an interception in Maryland territory. They turned it over at the one-yard line, um, uh, turnover on downs at the one-yard line, fourth and one. Uh, then they had a uh, fumble that set up Maryland plus territory. A field goal made at the Maryland 19, and then a field goal miss That at the went Maryland off an 29. offensive lineman's helmet. Home, yeah, yeah. But it was like they had— they had a minus 14.7 overall EPA, but they had minus 21, 28.1 on the six blow-up plays, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm kind of squinting at and seeing some signs of progress. It's a sign of progress that when they play Rutgers, Indiana, Nebraska, Minnesota, that maybe they can hang, hang in there. Yeah. It's not a sign that they can hang in there with any of the big, big boys. In fact, I think this was a negative sign for Maryland. When you compare how Washington, mm-hmm. a legit elite team, eviscerated them, and I think Tua is a college quarterback, not a pro quarterback. Talia, and he, Talia, Talia, rather, yeah. and he just, he just, he he couldn't do it. They had, he had, uh, he's a point guard. Eleven guys caught balls, but eight of them combined for nine catches for 52 yards. So they they did not have much going on yeah, on offense. And, whereas Washington was just like touchdown play, yeah, touchdown play, chunk play. So yeah, I do feel like this is
1: a pretty negative sign for Maryland. Exactly. I think we saw what Michigan State was against Washington. Mm-hmm. And things yeah. aren't going to get better.
2: Yeah, I, they also were starting in the red zone a bunch of times. Like the, the the turnovers meant they had short fields, so they couldn't gain as many yards. Yeah, when their guys were wide open and walking to the end zone, they were going 15 yards. And, and also,
1: the 55. nature of the turnovers was just like you can't. They're mostly from the
6: quarterbacks. Yeah,
1: and mm-hmm. they're they were so egregious that you're like, this guy can't play.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think that those. Those Noah Kim turnovers aren't something he's going to be able to iron out. I just no. don't think he's physically capable at this level. And when you're not physically capable at the level, you're going to. You're gonna always turn it over.
2: He's so skit. Yeah, I, what, what, Illinois a, has a scrawny dude too. Like the there's like no space between his chest and his back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who was the the Maryland quarterback who we got down to who got eaten by Mo Bortenschlager? No, no, oh.
6: Kasim Hill. No, he who's was, still playing for Rhode Island by the way? He was an Air Force transfer. Oh, he that was guy. literally
1: five eight. That guy.
2: Oh yeah, I can't remember. I would have to pull.
1: That's up like my old. Kim is the second smallest quarterback I've ever seen in the Big Ten. That guy was number one.
6: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Moving I do on. think from a Michigan State perspective that Nate Carter did run really hard, 19 carries, 97 yards, and 23 receiving they're, yards, but he had a very, very bad fumble. They're going to get that
2: guy killed. They don't have nobody else they're <laughs> handing the ball to, and they're going to run him 40 times a game. Like yeah. He's going to fall apart.
1: On to the most depressing game of the week from a multitude of perspectives, Penn State 31, Oof. Iowa State 0, Cade McNamara. Iowa State? Well, uh, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Cade McNamara, five of fourteen for forty-two yards. Iowa's running backs combine for twenty-seven yards on twelve carries. Oh. Penn State runs almost sixty more plays than Iowa. Man, first downs are twenty-eight to four. Now Iowa's defense hangs in in this game for a little bit, mm-hmm. but well, it's ten nothing at halftime. uh, and Penn State's going for it on fourth Mm -hmm. down. They end up going uh, 4-4, and then the wheels come off in the second half long after I had turned this game off. yeah. Um, And it's just – I mean, at this point, from my perspective, it's not about whether Brian Ferentz is getting fired. It's whether about Kirk Ferentz is getting fired. Because if I was involved with Iowa football and I was watching this offensive performance and I knew that my head coach had hung on to his fail son Mm -hmm. for way longer than he should have – I don't trust that guy's judgment
2: anymore. I gotta see something. I mean, Ferris's whole thing, his program for years was he would find these offensive linemen,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: he would put like two of them in the in the NFL per year or something, and like then uh, then he'd have like a, a, an All American center the next year coming up, and then there'd be like a defensive end that he turned into a guard because he was the hay bale com- you know champion mm-hmm. of Des Moines, and that's where these guys would come from. And this offensive line is miserable.
6: And they've basically been using the same group of guys for 3 years running and that's never really it's never really worked out for them. I mean, you know, Colby and Richmond, they they were part of the offensive line last mm-hmm. year and in, and in 2021. They've had some change at the center position obviously. They you know, they've gone through two really good centers over yeah. the last couple of years, but for the most part roster-wise, it's the same group of guys and they just have never been able to coach them up.
1: Yeah, and so the stat that I think's relevant here McNamara has 17 dropbacks. <laughs> he's sacked
6: three times, and he's hurried six other times. So that's more than a 50%
1: that's, pressure rate. I, I had
6: that on my list, too. I was like, wow, that's not many pressures for Penn State. I thought they were all over the, them last night. And then I looked, I'm like, well, I only had 16 pass
1: attempts." Right. So, <laughs> I mean, this is how Hayden Fry went out.
6: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, those last few seasons from Hayden Fry were so bad that Kirk only won like four games his first two years. Yeah. And after like year eight, when he finally was five hundred, people were like, "He's the best coach ever." Of course, that was twenty years ago.
1: Well, and like <laughs> all they have to do is be sixtieth on offense, and they would
6: win the West every year because their yeah.
1: defense is lights out. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: absolutely. Yeah, you you don't. Yeah, you're not, you're not street re- reaching for the top ten here. Just some competency. You know, don't don't pee down your leg. I mean, you know, sorry for the language there, but this is just – I mean, they had four first downs to four turnovers yesterday. Um, and they had uh, 76 total yards. 20 of them came on a pass to Eric All on the first possession. 19 of them came on a Cade McNamara bootleg where, yeah. he, where he hobbled for, for 19 yards. They gained 24 yards on six plays on their first possession and punted. And then they gained like 20 yards on five plays on their final drive and fumbled. Eight drives in between that, none lasted longer than three plays. They had a three play drive where Eric All fumbled after he was going to get another first down at the 18. That, that, that was a mini little moment in the game. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, where I could right, have. It right. was right after they replayed the, the Magnum Eric All yeah. ending of the Penn State and, game in 21. Yeah. And then after that,
6: four straight three and outs, including two that accumulated negative yards, a one-play fumble drive where Kade just got pummeled by the whole Penn State line yeah. and fumbled the ball away. I feel sorry about your boy there. And then a couple more three and outs. Well, uh, and then, that, that's eight eight drives, and the whole time everybody on Twitter is just counting the lack of first downs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it – was, it was gross. Well, and then the other thing is that the Iowa defense forces Penn State to punt,
1: and then it goes off guy who mm-hmm. is not getting out of the way Goes where, right off his shoulder when Dejean mm-hmm. is like you gotta fire 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 whatever mm-hmm. it is and that's when they punch in their first touchdown yep. so it's 3 nothing at that point
6: and it looks like Iowa with a lot of rain coming down it kind of feels yeah. like it's in Iowa it looks like okay mm-hmm. yeah. we're headed for 6-4 let's yeah, do it right Yeah, which Kirk has said that's his favorite win of all time <laughs> he said that in a press conference this week I, w- I would have fired him immediately yeah.
1: upon
6: hearing that <laughs> so um, you know from a vibe standpoint You you just mentioned the highlight they showed from the 2021 Michigan-Penn State game. I I could not shake that game the whole way through. You know, going back to 2021, Cade arguably throws his best pass as a Wolverine, that post pattern to Roman Wilson in the first half. Mm -hmm. And then in my opinion, that Eric All catch and run is in the top 10 of historically significant touchdown passes or any sort of catches. In Michigan history, but given really? what, well, given what Michigan has accomplished since then, and what they were struggling to accomplish until then, they come up empty against Penn State in 2021. It doesn't matter what happens in the Ohio State game, right? They're going to the they're going to the Citrus Bowl or something.
2: No, I mean, and, they, and 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 I would love had to had to I would
6: love to see other people's yeah. top ten because I have I've thought about it. I, I include Braylon Fest as one. I don't separate those out. Okay. I do the same mm-hmm. thing with Notre Dame under the lights. I, I, I put those all all together, so I'm cheating a little bit, but. Even if it's top 15 or top 20, as far as the last 20 years, it's very important. That was the last time they were on that field, and this was just a miserable experience for them. Cade and Eric can't fix that offense. This is institutional incompetence over there in Iowa City. It's not their fault, and they got to they stick with it for the next two months. And they'll probably cobble out enough wins and, and play in a bowl game. Do you think but, so? Well, I think so because just of how how average the West continues yeah. to look. I mean <clears> – <throat> you know I'm more it could be a lot of spiderman pointing at each other all October and November and you know maybe Iowa goes maybe things go wrong for Iowa when they they lose five or six games against the west i mean that's certainly on the table as well
2: i'm more interested in what this game means for penn state oh yeah i don't think we're going to play iowa this year well no. I, I mean
1: for
6: for penn state's
1: perspective i don't think we can really take anything away from their defense no uh-huh. like it's you you play i mean they're they're a bad it,
2: fcs team yeah but they're a great defense and they played well in this game like sure i mean mean, from
1: aller's perspective i mean 37 attempts 166 yards four touchdowns great yeah uh but their ground game was pretty
3: bottled
4: up
1: yeah i mean i thought by the end of the game it looks okay yeah but in the first half when the iowa defense was not hugely demoralized they couldn't really move the ball
2: no, I think yeah. Penn State's offensive line is a problem, a major problem for them. That's
1: that's kind of what I thought too. It's like, yeah. okay, this is supposed to be the James Franklin year where you've got the left tackle who's going to the NFL mm-hmm. and we're going to we're going to like have like an elite offensive line and it just looks like another Penn State offensive line.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Aller was his his stat line looks terrible because he was dinking and dunking. Mm-hmm. But it looks like that because he had to get the ball out right away and he's not that mobile where he's like dodging guys right mm-hmm. they're coming for him and they were getting around even uh Fashanu yeah
6: so they were and uh um, he's really struggled by the way in two weeks in the big time he
2: has and, and Iowa's was just having no problem getting to the quarterback and Aller's just standing in and throwing the ball out of there they only get two yards because yeah. someone's there to tackle immediately because they're Iowa and they play cover two, but You know, those could have been sacks. Mm -hmm. Or Does anyone want to
1: hear a wild stat? Sure. Sure. Abdul Carter led Penn State with three tackles. That's it. (laughs) And a total of four Penn State players had more than one tackle. (laughs) 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 That's –
6: Yeah. Well, you know, so Allen and Singleton, 38 carries, only 3.2 yards per rush. Alar, 37 attempts, 4.9 yards a pass. What's really sad is if you had told me those two numbers, those are really low and not that great, I still would not have been confident about Iowa (laughs) pulling off off a win. I think from a Penn State standpoint, I think the whole year is just going to be a tug of war between the offense, can it hold up especially in pass protection can it hold up physically versus the defensive pressure which looks unstoppable at this moment. Shop Robinson 10 pressures the last 2 weeks. I mean, say what you will about Illinois and Iowa's offensive line but I will say that. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I mean it's been 2 weeks of just constant pressure. I mean, Abdul Kader coming up the middle, pressure just left and you know all the time. I mean, I just they they are looking like they can match the other team sack for sack pressure Pressure for pressure,
2: yeah I, I'm, I'm interested to go and watch this game again just to like get a better sense of the because I you know I was flipping between this game and the, the Ohio State game, obviously um, but there was a like Penn State did something in the second half that managed to get the ball moving. And they scored in their first three drives. And after that, I mean, it was already felt over. Yeah. And it could have just been Iowa giving up the ghost or something. I mean, yeah. But there was a, there had to been an offensive adjustment there. Um, well, it's probably they, both. Yeah. It's probably
6: both because they definitely found something on those drives. But, you know, it kind of felt like the second half of the Washington-Michigan game in 2021. Once Michigan got up 17 points in the third quarter, it All was the just starch got out of that defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other thing about Penn State – through four games, they're plus eleven in turnover margin. They haven't turned the ball over once yet. Um, Maryland is plus eight. Nobody else is plus three in the conference. And when you get to and those, they're plus nine the last two weeks against Illinois and Iowa. Once once you get to those levels, that's not a good thing. No, yeah, just like, come on regression. Let's let's hit it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen in the big games? It, it could. All right.
1: Um, now, now I have to pick another game. Yeah, every time,
2: every time you say the saddest game or the funniest game, I'm like, God, I wonder what he's picking. I I prepared a whole bunch on Indiana Akron, but then Jamie offered me um, to help get tickets for Ohio State game. Oh, we year. could still
6: talk about Indiana
1: Akron. If I, I mean, if I,
2: okay, dump yeah. my notes. Akron,
6: twenty seven, <laughs> Indiana, twenty nine. In four overtimes. You know, I wonder if that's an IU Scorgami. I don't know if IU has a Scorgami account like all the other football teams. Possible. <laughs> the guy who's not uh, Travion Jackson,
1: 11-26, Buck 90, one pick, one interception. Ground game, doesn't do a whole lot. Uh, and then Akron, well, they, they have a dual-threat quarterback who goes for a Buck 41 on the ground. They get a 71-yard uh, run from... Lorenzo Lingard. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah. And the quarterback goes buck 94 on 35 attempts, two picks. He gets replaced by a guy who throws another pick. Mm-hmm.
2: Iowa's safeties are terrible, man. Iowa? Sorry, Indiana's. Indiana's safeties are just miserable. I mean, both of them just got completely outrun by Lorenzo Lingard. They were just standing yeah. still on a lot of the plays. Like, I They, wonder are, they are not
6: boring football players.
1: Total net yards. <laughs>
2: They are they just stand still.
1: Yeah. Akron 474 to 282 for Indiana. I mean, they came out of this game with a win, but this looks
6: like Tom Allen firing season right now, right? Absolutely. I mean, is it good when you get out gained by a horrible MAC team on the ground 263 to 92 cuz that's that's what happened here. Indiana just could not contain the quarterback run whether it was scramble or designed runs and it was just it was just uh it was just awful. Um
2: uh, I mean, Akron has so many chances to win this game. Oh yeah, they had the they had a last-second field goal that they missed, which they missed. They have a running back just all alone in the end zone, and the quarterback throws a pick, and in, in overtime, it was yeah. uh, ten
1: penalties for Akron, three yep. turnovers. And they're...
2: IU got like a tip pick six, which mm-hmm. is what kept them in the game. That, they Indiana were down, they Indiana? were down
6: ten seven, and that gave them that yeah. gave them a lead. Uh, Indiana has played three FBS teams: Ohio State, Louisville, and now Akron, and they have combined uh, eight first downs running the football in those three. Yeah. Games. So
1: Akron lost thirty five to three to Kentucky and twenty four twenty one to a Temple team that got annihilated by Rutgers. If you're wondering. Yeah, I was but, not, but thanks for those they updates. They have a three-point win <laughs> over Morgan State. Morgan State. They're so uh, This is, you mentioned it was, a, it was a bad Mac team. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. This is a bad Mac team.
6: Um, Indiana was up 7 nothing, and they were trying to go up 14 nothing on fourth and goal at the one, and they tried with McCauley, and it mm-hmm. looked, you know, I don't know, quarterback power, and it looked like they hadn't rep the play ever. Like mm-hmm. McCauley actually came to a standstill trying to figure out where to run, and it got stuffed. And uh, on Indiana's ensuing seven drives, which took the rest of the game, they only made it into Akron territory one other time. Mm -hmm. And when they did, it was fourteen to ten IU. They were back down on the Akron one, and instead of going for it, they kicked a field goal. Mm -hmm. They're up seventeen to ten, and then two or three plays later, a couple quarterback run plays later, it's it's seventeen seventeen.
2: Macaulay, I mean, they 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 blinked. They blinked against Akron
6: at the one yard line. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this was just there was nothing, there was nothing good about this game from from my standpoint as a as, a, as an IU fan. Camper
2: and, is good,
6: you know, Camper is good, he'll,
2: but he'll find a good transfer destination. Yeah, you know, maybe
6: Jay, maybe Jalen Lucas can find a place too where he where he's where he's used. But this was just, this was uh, definitely not. Uh, not good and, and you know, that Louisville game a week before was a nice moral victory, and they came out from a twenty one nothing hole and almost came back and tied it, and mm. the defense cool. had looked pretty salty for three weeks, and they just I, I assumed as the offense was struggling that the D might carry him in this game and it just didn't. All right, uh
1: Illinois twenty three, Florida Atlantic seventeen, similar ish score to the Indiana game, but not nearly as bad. Illinois outgains FAU five ten to three fifty. And uh, the 17 for FAU is a late touchdown that brings it closer to the final score that didn't actually have any chance of flipping the outcome. So you still are a little bit leery of this Illinois team, but Luke Altmaier comes back from that four-pick per, uh, performance against Penn State, goes 303 on 36 attempts, touch, touchdown, no interceptions. Mm-hmm. They run the ball pretty effectively. They fall behind 10 uh, nothing uh, in this game. They did. But, you know. They stabilized, they got out of the hole they uh they 're not a good football team, no, but
6: they don 't seem completely dire, i suppose no, and I mean, from a silver lining standpoint they 've probably played their two hardest opponents, Kansas and uh Penn state, so it 's nothing but uh big Ten west, basically from here on out, so th- there That's are quite- those are those are winnable those are those are winnable winnable games, and I think I know they had a great year last year, but the fact is, other than some stretches in the late 80s and early 90s, Illinois does not typically, as a program, get to bowls in back-to-back years. So, you know, fundamentally, I think if they can cobble their way back to a bowl game, I think that's a good, I think that's a good season, even though it doesn't feel like progress after after last year. But they have so many flaws.
2: I think their defense is very um, opponent-dependent because they still play, and They're still Ryan Walter's defense, even mm-hmm. though he's not there. And... You know, against a team like FAU, they can just play man, right? And they did, and they should—they they should have shut them down. Like there yeah. were a couple like lucky shots that they had. FAU's quarterback was getting loose a little bit, but it was—it it looked like a dominant performance for yeah. the defense, where like a couple things leaked to make it not come out the same way it should.
6: And they got after it last week against Penn State a little bit. So if, yeah. they, can, if they can conjure that up, uh, you know, week to week in yeah. the Big Ten West,
2: they'll, they're going to get some wins. Luke Altmaier is not going to get the wins.
6: He's, yeah, I mean, he like, is, you got to <sighs> compare him to the other quarterbacks yeah, in the division. Yeah, there, was a, time, okay, he there is, was a time
2: three weeks ago where Noah I said Kim he was the best Finn. quarterback in the Big Ten West. I don't he's, think that He's anymore, Noah but Kim, but tall. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that helps, though. That's
6: something. <laughs> All right, moving
1: on to the most unlikely result of the week, Northwestern 37, Minnesota 34. Northwestern was now 21 points in this game, but they come storming back on the arm of Ben Bryant, who puts up 396 yards on 49 attempts, four touchdowns, no picks, against a team that was supposed to be... Good. You know, (laughs) pretty good on defense. Like, we had questions about Minnesota's offense this year, but you just
6: just gave up 500 yards to Northwestern. Yeah, not only good on defense, but the book on Minnesota is this is a pretty talented secondary, maybe a top-five secondary Mm -hmm. in the Big Ten, and they got eviscerated by... This guy, yeah, by a Cincinnati transfer that Luke Fickle did not want to bring to Wisconsin, so I you know that that is uh, that is horrible. One thing I want to mention about this game it went into overtime, as you mentioned. this was going on simultaneously as the iU Akron game. both the overtimes in that game began after the Ohio State Notre Dame game finished, so there was a glorious sicko moment where I had both these games on a dual box. On, on my big TV. And, uh, you know, that, uh, I mean, that's about as sicko as you can get.
2: I We had the Indiana game on and uh, did not pay attention to I, I I'd gotten off of Twitter by that point. I just, like, I was watching and zoning out and falling asleep a little bit, and nobody seemed to, like, get to me just to turn on the Northwestern game. Yeah. I saw that it was, like, 24 nothing or whatever it was early, and I was just like, okay, Minnesota's – trouncing Northwestern. So I have no idea what happened. It was
6: 31 to 10 with two eleven to go in the third quarter. And then Minnesota just kind of parked the bus. You know, they didn't really, I mean, you know, running on first down, running on second down, not going anywhere after having a really productive day on the ground, the first three quarters, and then trying to see if Calick Manis can convert a third down uh, on his arm. And, and he could not. Um, And I just think that Northwestern just, Caught them by surprise. I mean, they passed the ball like twenty-five of their last twenty-seven snaps, and they just could not stop that momentum. And it was just one touchdown, a three-and-out, another touchdown, a three-and-out. Uh, one thing that I thought was exciting was our old friend AJ Henney caught the game-time touchdown pass for Northwestern. Yes, sir. And <laughs> I heard five catches, <clears throat> eight targets, eight targets for AJ, and three rushes and three rushes. Yeah, he was he was he was pretty active. So I mean, like
1: when the transfer destinations get announced in the offseason. Mm-hmm. No
6: one thought, oh, A.J. Henning is going into a better offense. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he did not think he'd be getting eight targets a game there. Um, I, and I just I don't know what the aftermath of this game is going to be because for three quarters, this was textbook Minnesota. Darius Taylor, another big game, 183 yards, another 30 through the air, and it just, it just got away from them. And then in overtime, they had to settle for a field goal because their stud tight end, Brevin Spam Ford had a ball go right off his hands. Drops have been a problem for Minnesota's receivers, but specifically him. That's his sixth drop of the year. And he dropped Mm -hmm. a touchdown. And then Northwestern, you know, had a brilliant play design where everything was going one way and they threw it to an open receiver. Nobody was within 20 yards of him. And he walked in, uh, walked in, walked in for a touchdown. Um, This was, uh, yeah, I figured that. As boring of a team as this looks like, I still thought with Darius Taylor they could just kind of eke out eight to nine wins and probably stay in the Big Ten West race. They've been in the Big Ten West race through the last four full seasons into mid-November, but they haven't been dropping conference games like this though in that in that stretch. They, these are the games they usually have been taken care of, ugly or not.
2: Well, there was when they had they struggled against Nebraska. They did, and Nebraska all, by all rights should have won that they game. They should have, and and so people were I think a little. You know, wary of uh, Minnesota at that point, um but that point they were they, they couldn 't run their offense mm-hmm. right They were throwing the ball with the the, the Greek god of whatever yeah. his his nickname is well, and that
6: brevin Spor- Brevin span ford drop in overtime mm-hmm. was on a third and two with Darius Taylor yeah third and two, and speaking of that, when they were up thirty one to twenty four they took possession with four minutes and forty nine seconds to go. They got a couple first downs, they got in to Northwestern Territory after a Calicamanis 19-yard run. They had third and two. They lost a yard with Darius Taylor, so they had fourth and three with less than two minutes to go. Northwestern did not have any timeouts left, and they punted. Sorry, PJ. I mean <laughs> that 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 you're Northwestern you're running the football. I know you just took a minus 1. Mm-hmm. You're Minnesota you're running the football. You're y- yeah, you're yeah. Minnesota you're running the football. I know you took a minus 1, but they, they had a chance there to ice the game and they and they punted. But then would you think Northwestern could Oh, well, it was a touchback. Yeah. And on the first series of downs they got all the way back to the 37, so it did not did not help them field position-wise at all. And uh, I guess on one oh. hand you wouldn't expect Northwestern to drive down the field, but they've just done that twice against well, you. Well,
1: also like, you know, you're on the 37, like, yeah. Your, your upside here on the punt is not great. No, mm-hmm. it was not. So, yeah, uh, Final game of the week, Wisconsin 38, Purdue 17. Uh, not really an offensive explosion, but Hudson Card throws a couple of bad picks. Tanner Mordecai, uh, I think the most interesting thing from this is he had 13 rushes that weren't sacks in this game. Mm-hmm. He only picks up 44 yards, obviously, the sack, but that's a lot of running for a guy who is a Wisconsin quarterback. Ches Malusi is out for the year. Bad injury. Bad injury. Braylon Allen goes for buck 16 on just 16 carries with a 52-yard touchdown. Uh, Purdue throws it 38 times, as is their want, but only 220 yards. I mean, 202 yards. So, I mean, it just feels like Wisconsin's going to sleepwalk to the division title because nobody else in the division is even any good
6: yeah i would have to i would have to agree with that the mordecai running that was a coaching staff who took a look at what happened last week in the purdue syracuse game and said let's try to do that yeah their first touchdown was a third down zone read where Mm -hmm. the purdue guys just totally crashed no oblivious to the fact that the quarterback might have the ball and he walked in for a touchdown and then his second touchdown was a scramble but same thing, Purdue versus Syracuse, they, they had no discipline containing quarterback scrambling. And he basically just like walked in, you know, for another touchdown. So I thought it was coaches looking at last week's game tape. Sometimes we thought Phil Christ wasn't really paying attention to stuff. So that was a positive sign. I actually think if you squint, you can see some proof of concept of what they're trying to do on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was Mordecai's first positive EPA day of the season. Uh, his prior best was minus 1.2. Yesterday he was plus 9, not the best, but still on the positive. It's not easy being in the positive uh, on a down-to-down basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then EPA per dropback, they've gotten a little bit better each game from minus 0.28 per dropback, only in the 20th percentile in the opener. Yesterday, plus 0.07, up to the 56th percentile. So they're slowly but surely finding something you know, proof of concept wise and Braylon Allen last two weeks has looked like the old Braylon Allen yeah. running the football. Now that Malusi is going to be a big loss for him. He's their outside tackle guy and they really don't have anybody else repped after Malusi and, and Allen. So we're going to be seeing brand new Wisconsin running backs trying to, trying to fill that void. And one other thing that I really liked about this game from Wisconsin standpoint is first three games of the season, Braylon Allen, 15 catches, 18 targets, 41 yards average depth of target minus 3.7 obviously he's a running back only one target one catch for nine yards yesterday so instead of burning five to seven downs a game trying to force some receiving out of your best out of your best player who's really not a good receiving running back you know he he, mm-hmm. he, he needs that open hole to you know go through and accelerate he's not going to catch turn around and accelerate the way other running backs can so they're not burning they didn't burn any of those downs yesterday so I just thought it just Kind of kind of felt like I – kind of felt like, okay, they might know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the Big Ten West seems to know what they're doing. And I, and I can kind of see this just getting a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better each passing week. And they might be something come November.
1: Yeah, and the other thing is, like, as long as Braylon Allen stays healthy, the Malusi injury might force them to give the ball to their best player more often. Yeah, yeah. So – you know in the old days this guy would be getting 25 carries a game Mm -hmm. and they might have to do that now and i yeah i mean all due respect to ches malusi he had 39 yards in this game well 11 carries
6: just transferring five to seven targets to five to seven carries i think is a huge swing and especially
1: if if mordecai is going to be a threat to run like you're taking a guy out of the box etc etc so yeah given the way the rest of the division has been looking i yeah yeah you yeah. gotta, you gotta yeah. say that yeah. this is the yeah. runaway favorite and I, I
2: hate i hate that fickle just gets like a freebie his first year and like gets to walk to the big 10 championship mm-hmm. and gets to get his program off the ground because if they'd faltered this year and there was some opportunity for that to happen oh. then like he's got to play some real big 10 games next year nah, and like, i
6: don't i don't i don't mind wisconsin as a yeah, program i don't i don't you know i don't mind wisconsin as a program either i think that they sort of epitomize a little bit of the lack of respect that Big Ten sometimes gets because nobody nationally ever gives them respect. They always win bowl games for the Big mm-hmm. Ten, and it would be nice if they were a little bit more consistent. I mean, I think that the Paul Christ era just kind of went sideways in so many in so many ways that it just I, it, they 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 they, didn't, they, they they stopped being that ten win team that you can that you can count on.
2: I tried being friends with Wisconsin, Wisconsin people online. They. Fall hard in the we hate them, we hate Michigan and they're our biggest rival even though we don't even play them. That's and literally that's every literally fan every fan base. They they fall much harder. Yeah. They 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 could just there's so much nastier about it than I realized and it just turned me off. So yeah. thank you Twitter people who I used to follow who I don't follow anymore because <laughs> you're the reason I don't like Wisconsin now. Yeah,
6: the Badgers in their first three games against the non-conference opponents were outscored 41 to 30 in the first half combined yesterday 21 to 3 at halftime in Wisconsin's favor punts on all of their first three possessions in their first three games obviously a touchdown yesterday they scored on 6 of their first 7 drives so just kind of more more evidence that there's you know proof of confidence concept there I know I've mentioned that phrase a few times second half though their first three drives they scored they were all field goals so they did stall so they have to find a way to finish those drives cuz they could have put Purdue away and instead this game kind of hung, you know, at 13 points for most of the second half. You know, 13 points, you know, if you're Purdue, if you have the ball, you're a, a score stop score away from. Yeah. from taking it. So they could have they could have done a little bit better in the in the second half. All right. And well, Purdue, uh, Purdue uh I don't know, just another disappointing effort. I thought I really like their three defensive tackles that they play. They're big guys, but against Syracuse and Wisconsin, they they have not Really been uh, really been productive, and those ends which I like, they're so undisciplined. I mean, hold an edge just once, you know. Try not hitting the quarterback late just once. <laughs> I mean, and uh, they have a huge problem with Cam Allen. You know, he's been a serviceable Big Ten safety, but they don't have enough cover guys to play what they want, and they have moved him exclusively into the nickelback spot. And remember those fresno state post post uh, slants mm-hmm. rather that were always going he 's been the culprit every week on a lot of slant plays and i'm thinking I'm thinking roman wilson in in four or five mm-hmm. weeks, and uh they got a couple first downs on him and then they had a touchdown on him, but Skylar Bell lost the ball in the lights and kind of shorthanded it mm-hmm. so he he he's a little bit of a of a of a Science blinking circle. yes thank yeah. you thank you he's a little and and uh, he was a pretty serviceable safety i thought. For them last year, but he's playing out of position. They don't have the bodies, and it's four games in. I thought they'd maybe come up with another solution there, but they're still trotting him out at Nickelback. And he's still struggling.
1: Ryan Walters is last year they ran more man coverage than anybody else in the country by a huge margin. Mm -hmm. And that was with Devin Witherspoon, and their second cornerback was also very good, and to move to Purdue. And try to install your defense, which he's got to do, right? Yeah. It's like you can't have Rich Rodriguez come in and not install his offense. Mm-hmm. Like Ryan Walters, the whole point is Ryan Walters. The whole Ryan point Walters of having him there, yeah. Is you got to get some cornerbacks in and play man coverage, and they're, and you can understand why it would be just real rough in year one.
6: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And their they're cornerback room, part of the reason why they're – Playing a safety at Nickelback is because they have nothing but transfers and true freshmen in that cornerback room. So, so yeah. they don't really know what they what they have the back.
2: The RNG kind of didn't favor Purdue in this one too. That was like that's random number generator for people who aren't dorks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, I think all the non-dorks left by the time you started talking gnomes, Brian. Uh, anyway, the uh, like there's uh, that weird fumble in this game where like Mokabey just kind of like gives up on it, it mm-hmm. and like it just. Uh, you know mentioned the drop uh, in that game too like it just felt like any time that there was a randomness event that popped in it favored wisconsin
6: well you have two teams here who are trying radically different things with their program wisconsin probably starts with a little bit more talent than purdue (laughs) and they're farther farther along farther along obviously and Given Iowa's issues, given Minnesota's issues, given Nebraska's issues, I mean, I just think Wisconsin. You know, as long as they don't, you know, have like a minus four turnover game, I think they're just going to be able to, you know, sneak the Big Ten West out this year.
1: Yep. All right, thank you, Jamie. Thank Good you. Talking to you in person. Today. Definitely. Call you again next week. Um, it was great. First time. In a couple of, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the podcast is now over. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: Listening to the MGO podcast, I'm Seth Fisher, along with Frank Cook and David Nasrneh. I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about this podcast? I can't believe this is a tough podcast right here. We're proud to be from MGO Blog. It's always been MGO Blog against the world. It'll continue to be MGO Blog against the world. I love these podcasters. We've got a tough podcast.
4: Who's got it better than us? way
1: Keep him away from any sort of. Uh, uh, I don't. <laughs> I was wondering where you're gonna go with that. that. No, yeah. I
3: think we should keep him away from crap. I was gonna like try. I was gonna say like,
1: keep away from radioactive spiders or something. What? I I said cut already. Okay. I said cut it. Okay. <clears throat> I want to make sure.